everybody, and welcome to episode 505 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Richard Sansom Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Uh, Christopher Antista. Hoo-ah! <laughs> had that on the board from 302010. Guess what we're talking about. Wow. <laughs> Uh, 505, then I think I did this joke for 404, Matthew Allen. Probably. And special guest. New Year, but still playing stuff from my backlog, it's Anthony Abbott. Hey, hey, thank, you, thank you for coming on, and where can Come people on, find you? Say the fucking uh, Twitch name. Say your Twitch. Say it. <laughs> you can Sydney. find me on Twitter or Twitch at Bruce Wayne Brady. Yes! Whoa. <laughs> nice. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I am so Ooh. glad to be back at my regular recording setup. <laughs> if you noticed some some oddities in the quality last couple weeks, that's because I was recording on a shitty snowball <laughs> mic at my parents' house. Uh, anyway. Do Michael and all of us a favor and don't notice it. Because yeah, Michael was beating it. himself up over it. I'm like, dude, everybody gets it. It's because I had to edit it. And it's like, God, I sound like no, shit. I, I, I sound I like I'm inside of a sewer. Because you can't this. forget for like... Nine, you can't forget for like two hours that yeah, this yeah. doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. I have to listen to myself sounding like that. So, uh, but anyway, it is the beginning of a new year. And what do we do at the beginning of New Year's? We look ahead to all the games we're excited about. Oh. Uh, yes. Which, yeah, which I specifically you guys. I sent you guys like kind of a list because Michael's yeah, like, all right, so what are we list. excited for? Yeah, five games and you sent me like 20 and I'm like, <laughs> shit. But and I was then like, I asked the Anthony, reason- and Anthony's like, four games. I'm like, yes, perfect. I, I, didn't, like, tell you, I didn't tell you about the 10 that I didn't send you, though. <laughs> that's the thing. is, it's, it's sort of lining up, assuming things ship when they say they're going to, which is a huge assumption. Yeah. It's sort of lining up to be a banger of a year, as the kids call them. Like, oh. it, it's it's going to be a big that, year. But the, the rule games. of thumb, if, if something has, like, if they have a actual date following, a number following the month. Yes. That typically is set in stone. That has always been subject to change, but certain things I don't well, really... Well, I feel good about this one because the five games we picked to talk about all have official release dates. Real dates. And they are all in the first six months of the year. Hey. So you even they're if not they one of the slip, 15 games in March? Like, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the real nebulous, like, yeah, March 2023. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, that's a fiscal target date right there. That's all If it says Q1 through 4... <laughs> that is a yeah. financial target. Two of these games are coming in March, but they do have definite dates. So all 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 good. But yeah, there, there is a lot to pare down from. So if we missed your game, um, tough. It's our list. And that's what the question of the week's for at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, this is carefully curated and selected based on like, what games are we excited about and that we can find stuff to say about you know the 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 object of this as always is fun discussion over like no we've we've rigorously compared everything we know about these games and we think this numerically has the best potential to be this year's best entertainment value yeah i I I don't know what voice i'm doing right now (laughs) but it's it's clearly something it's like if albert brooks were Smokey the bear (laughs) 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 only you can prevent forest fires i don't know is it is it chilly in here it should be a nice 70 degrees maybe i should have never left her but but but, <laughs> but, but the, the, the thing that struck me, and I, I mean, it's been this way for a couple of years. One, I'm astounded by like how few previews I read nowadays. I rely a lot on gameplay 
and Ooh. trailers and official inf- way more on gameplay trailers and official information than I do on written previews, which used to be how I knew exactly what was going down in games. And 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 two, my major excitement is not that there was anything hopeful to come out of Gotham Knights, but is this going to be the year where we get the games that are developed specifically for Xbox Series X and PS5 uniquely, like as as in not trying to spread their worth over the, the last gen consoles? I think we're going to get a couple yeah, of releases I, that are I know third-party specifically, exclusive. at least a couple that are coming out that are just right. for PS5, Xbox Series X, etc. Et and I, I hate, I'm not shitting on anyone who doesn't have new consoles. I do apologize. But it is that technologically, that is exciting. I think a lot of yes. us, yeah. did, like third-party games, I didn't notice a lot of next-gen shit because they had to optimize their thing for previous gens. It's why, like I said, Callisto Protocol, like, this doesn't look like a game on another. Like, it was one of the only third-party games I noticed that with. Everything else looked like, I could probably play this on my PS4 Pro or Series mm. X, but I think this will be the year where that becomes hopefully impossible. But I'm looking at our list now. Do we have any of those? Let's just, yeah. I, I see one on our list that for sure is PS5 only. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. There we go. I mean, but just the stuff I was looking at, which I'll discuss in the Question of the Week segment, that's what I'm excited about. Like, real deal, next-gen exclusivity which is weird to hope for two and a half years into this generation yeah yeah Yeah. but we've talked about the reasons ad nauseum it's like yeah no one could get a system there was chip shortages there was the pandemic and it's like it is weird this generation we know is going to be artificially inflated and long because of it well i mean also we know that you know this generation they started designing things with like it's going to be like a phone where stuff's going to be compatible across the board and you just have the better hardware or the worse hardware. Well, by they, you mean Microsoft, because they're the one who did that That's with the true. Series they're S saying, yeah, But Sony's yeah. kind of doing something similar. Most PS4 games have, you know, interoperability with PS5. Interoperability. Yeah. Give Michael a blue mm-hmm. check for that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> not use that in a sentence or in writing. There's only, like, a few, like, games that are, like, currently exclusive to the the new gen consoles like you know returnal is one yeah um, they're mostly first party so yeah, yeah yeah when we finally hit that point we're like sorry we can't do this on the old platform that mm-hmm. to me is something to look forward to and you not to shit on anyone who doesn't have those platforms that doesn't have access to them now you will get this eventually or you'll get a pc that can play them and it'll be a technologically superior game and you'll be happy about it mm-hmm. i literally got a ps5 a month ago finally yeah so. yeah Congratulations. I saw one in the wild once. All right. Well, let's just jump into these beginning with... Number five. I hear you've been busy making yourself the Empire's most wanted. A Jedi. Remind our friend here why... His god are supposed to be dead. Uh, well, that doesn't quite add up because I'm a Jedi survivor. <laughs> Not going to give up. Marked safe from Order 66. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jedi will survivor. Jedi survive? As long as I know how to use a force, I know I'm still alive. Wow, I was going a completely different soundtrack. Uh, the I believe the Charlie's Angel soundtrack. I love that Dave reminded me. That Destiny's Child song is from a Charlie's Angels movie. Oh, the I'm oh, a survivor. Yeah. Yeah. What is, oh, shit, man. Yeah. Uh, 
But Jedi of Fallen Order was one of our games of the year, whatever year that was, where we did the Fuck You Cal Kestis montage. And that is one of the best Souls-likes not made by From Software, IMO. And uh, yeah, I am super looking forward to seeing what they do. I think it's, yeah, it's the the most user-friendly Souls-like. It's Mm. not punishing. And you can kind of grind your way through it if you're having difficulty. Yeah, yeah. There's there's hard parts, but the force powers definitely can get you through tough parts. And and yeah, it's yeah, yeah it just feels. Uh, so the force unleashed was like, hey, um, what if you had force powers and everything was way too easy because of it? Versus like this game is still like, no, you still have to fight some pretty powerful enemies, and that the force powers kind of just give you an edge. I I think. Yeah, in no, the your enemies all have guns, and they can mostly shoot straight, which they never do in the movies. <laughs> and their armor sometimes even does stuff. <laughs> I said that I told that joke to my kid on Rise of the Resistance, like, they're they're shooting at us with, and I'm like, don't worry, they're stormtroopers, they can't hit anything. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, this order. is one of, this is the title, by the way, or one of the titles on our list, this is uh, current gen only, just just verified. Oh, wow. So PS5, PC, and Series X slash S, so there you, you go. Yeah, you have, in order to want the one of these consoles, you have to want it for the exclusive things it can do. And any mm-hmm. matter, even the energy and resources they spend optimizing it for previous gen is kind should be kind of a bummer, whether you have the systems or not. Again, not shitting on people who can't afford one or can't find one. Fallen Order, I thought, was also a, a great progression of kind of what the Force Unleashed games were, with mm. a little bit of like Uncharted Tomb Raider, like the way yeah, you yeah, yeah. maneuver around the environments and stuff. Um, yeah, it was, it was a Souls like with with uh, acrobatics and with, for lack of a better yeah. word, like that's yeah. a, a, mo- yeah. a much more approachable Souls game. Yeah, and a, a beautiful game too. And I remember that first level like gave no real hint as to what the game was going to be because it's like, oh, it's like an Uncharted game, linear level, lots of big action set pieces, and then you get into it, and it's just like, oh no, this is like all about exploration and a bit of grinding, and you know, there's the that that great design philosophy of like, well, this thing's kicking my ass, but I can see how it's kicking my ass, yeah. and if I can just do the tell you know get my fingers to do what my brain knows it has to do then i can beat it yep yeah exactly and i'm still pissed i didn't finish it because it i had a great time even grinding through this because god damn a planet full of darth mauls fantastic oh it's definitely worth finishing this game. Oh, yeah. i know yeah, i know but, I, haven't but I, got, it. I got to that souls part where like i kept dying at this boss and like you know like the the sixth iter- the sixth tier of the boss fight and like yeah i can see why i'm dying but I have this other thing I want to play, and I don't want to put the time into dying and redoing this four, it's, five, six times. Yeah, I fell away from it as well. And But if you haven't played it, there's there's a couple ways you can get it kind of for cheap or free. Yeah. Cheap is free. Mm-hmm. So it is currently a PlayStation Plus game of the month, mm-hmm. uh, ah, the, yes. the base base edition of Again, the game. Again, Fallen think, Order, not Jedi Survivor. Fallen Order. And then like I think the Deluxe Edition upgrade is like $3 on PlayStation right now. And then on Xbox, it's part of Game Pass Ultimate if you have the EA Play and, thing. Yeah, it's part of EA Play and if then, you're silly enough to subscribe to that alone. And then one of your perks as an ultimate member is you get the deluxe edition upgrade for free. So they basically know to market this new game, Jedi Survivor, they're like giving people oh, that's, that's fallen order. Worth to, mentioning to too, because I always forget if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you'll get ten hours of this for free, which True. you can mm-hmm. keep your save and play anytime you actually get the game. Also, yeah. if if you were lucky enough to get a uh, PS5, I think it's one of the few games that's still eligible for like the free upgrade, PS4 to PS5 upgrade. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. But uh, I, there's two things I'm personally hoping for in this next game is that the map 
is a little different because the map system Dude. to me was kind of weird to navigate. Oh my god! In the it's, oh sucks. yeah, yeah, it's hard to read. And I'm so also hoping, as visually gorgeous as the game was, I don't know why, but the Wookies looked so weird to me. Yeah. I'm hoping that if there's Wookies in this game, they don't look like 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 wet carpets or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was something about their fur just looked very unnatural. The something but about the last game was gorgeous. very brown. Maybe it was just all the worlds I visited, but it was like very brown yeah. and green tone game. Ultimately, there are like four worlds in that game. They were vast and big and had different areas, mm-hmm. but there were only four bio... What do you call them? Biomes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. When this this one introduces, I was trying to segue, you guys didn't pick up on it. So it this one introduces a Force Awakens like power. There's a stasis ability that they give you mm-hmm. in this one so you can freeze enemies. And then I'm anxious to try out there's a new lightsaber type, the Kylo Ren style cross guard lightsaber yep. that yep. I think is like a heavy that's mm-hmm. basically like it feels like it's gonna be that's like in a fantasy it. game using a, a heavy sword. Weird. So what does that what does it even mean? You can't use your fucking hand to do force powers because you're two handing this weapon. <laughs> well yeah you can also uh, there's there's a dual lightsaber style oh, that shit. you can use. Like actual two uh, a lightsaber in each hand. And uh the yeah the the last trailer showed off some cool stuff like you can grab a stormtrooper and like he will just reflexively shoot all of his friends because you like spin him around to face the other way and then like oh well sucks for you slash <laughs> so and 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 you can you can ride around on mounts at certain points in the game apparently like cool pr- probably more custom options again mm-hmm. the way you can customize lightsabers in the last pink one. lightsaber oh, yeah. baby. I got, yeah. I got that gay kyber crystal at every yeah. single time. <laughs> well, I seem to remember reading some lore that like, oh, you know, the way that the reason Kylo Ren's saber is like that with the cross guard is it's like it's a cracked crystal. So it needs extra exhaust vents. I, like, okay, just whatever. It looks cool. Just say that it's overclocked. Yeah. I'll get it. That is to me now the canon reason why it's yeah. that. <laughs> That's why I got this cooling kit. It's it adds a bit <laughs> bulk to the handle. That's why I took but the sides off it. so it could mm-hmm. more easily vent. That's, that's why I put in all these LEDs <laughs> along the handle. Put in an outdoor that, fan. Like, next light to up it. in a rainbow pattern. Yeah. You don't understand. This is the Jedi Master Race. <laughs> I can do things with the lightsaber other people can't it do. It is canonical. Mm-hmm. It is <laughs> yeah. canonical. Um, the story's clearly moved along a few years. It's it's a few years have elapsed since the first game. You know, we we talked about this game or this series, the first game specifically, like the, in in a top five about games where it's like you already know you're going to fail from the outset because you know that uh, at no point does uh, the the Jedi order get reformed during right. the uh you know the intervening years between not true uh luke and grogu go off for a adventure uh-huh. in between the first six episodes <laughs> of boba fett yeah but this this happens in between um episode three and episode four or star wars as we used to call it uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so this is this is all the you know the intervening 20 years or something and we know okay the jedi order does not reform and defeat the empire in that time it's a it's a feudal errand, and so we we this, see them a few years later. the The original group is apparently broken up. Uh, Cal Kestis is a little bit older; he's got a beard now, and uh, people are questioning his resolve. Tell me, Cal Kestis, why lead when they won't follow? And even he himself seems a bit world weary. After all we've done, the Empire's only grown stronger. 
Um, you know, maybe do something different then. I don't know, man. I like, mean, th- this is wild speculation. Sounds like you're like, fighting a bunch of giant frogs and shit. Maybe go, uh, go fight the Empire instead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those giant frogs are lethal, though, man. I'm yeah, grinding. That's true. Uh, wildly speculative, but like, I've been weary about Disney's approach to everything is canonical. Mm-hmm. Although it was great to see BD1 pop up in Mandalorian. I sent yep, you guys a picture. Yep. There's yep. a, I, I don't love most Lego sets, but I love that BD1 Lego set that popped up in Targets. It mm. looks beautiful and is wildly expensive. Please, someone send it to me as charity. Uh, but <laughs> charity. but if, if everything <laughs> is, is canon, I predict... There's a good way to make this dude go evil and then turn up in one of the shows way later on. He can't ever be a Luke-level hero, but he can... Mm. Dave Filoni can put him in an episode where he gets jobbed out in one episode. <laughs> and, and didn't he... He had a heel turn as the Joker, right? In that Gotham show that nobody watched? Oh, I, just, was that, was I can him? only assume. God, that's that show him, terrible. Fucking Muppet Baby... Oh, no, no, maybe... Muppet play, Baby He played Batman. some villain in that mm. show. But you know I, what I didn't like about the canon, though? There's the one thing that commercially... It's Cal Kestis and his droid BD-1. Mm-hmm. If you need a lightsaber, go see Cal. <laughs> what? I haven't what? heard that in years. That is a very regional reference to Cal Worthington and his dog Spot. I mean... Uh, it's a car dealership commercial. I, I heard that commercial here in Texas, too, so I don't know. Okay, there you go. They must have had him all over the place. I, I'm making a prediction that this game is going to be about him trying to find his poncho. Because he's not worried in any yeah. trailers. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Someone he had so many ponchos. ponchos. And you yeah. know he has like a, a closet full of ponchos, just like Lando Calrissian's capes and <laughs> yep, solo. Here are my ACC ponchos and my SEC ponchos. It's <laughs> 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 a reference I shouldn't have made. Uh, but uh, but you also don't even know like what the ACC and the SEC are what the I, heck? I do I played NCAA basketball for the Super Nintendo, uh, <laughs> but but uh, it, uh, I also like to consider it. This is I I, I hate to harp on this because there's no point because we are looking forward to this game. But like this is the only thing I've genuinely loved of EA's partnership, exclusive partnership with Lucas Arts. I mm. uh, Lucas, sorry, just Star Wars games on. On consoles, EA's locked down those exclusives and have canceled everything I was interested in. Kind of messed up Battlefront. I enjoyed the Battlefronts, but this game felt like it came out of nowhere. It was announced and came out within yeah. like eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was I, and it was amazing. I liked about, I've liked about three things. I liked this, the original. I liked the campaign from Battlefront Two. That too. was a good campaign, and I like Squadrons. Like they, oh yeah, they've yeah. got Squad- three well, good yeah. things. I, I guess, but like that's not a lot for ten fucking years. No, it's not ten no, it's years. Not. Ten years. I think years. they were counting on annual like awesome. I think Disney should like, sue no. EA. Like you have you have squandered this license on on consoles for a decade. It, it just wasted. How dare you? And but have faith in, in respawn at least. Yeah, with, I guess with these games. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor coming March 17th, right around the corner, practically. Gosh. Um, but, uh, St. Patrick's also- Day, don't you know? Go watch Banshees yeah. of Inishidin. Uh <laughs> A few months behind that, we've got... Number four. Who are we? What are the dominance? The power we wield. It wears away at our very being. It breaks us. It unmakes us. That its immaculate aspect might reveal itself. The icon. 
That's right. Def Jam Icon getting a remake yes. in 2023. Yes. Yes. Met the man, Red Man, let's go. Yeah, we got to defeat <laughs> we got to defeat Mecha Kanye. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Never uh, licenses likeness to this. This is uh, a Final Fantasy, is it not? This is Final Fantasy 16. How did this Which, make the uh, list? The last time I Matt, talked to Matt, you guys, Matt was pushing on. I hard. I pushed for it because no, I did too. It also gives me a chance to sneak in like we might get Final Fantasy VII remake episode two as I well. Very so much like, doubt. I almost yeah. had both of those on my on my short list. I mean that that would be probably my number one or number two uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Too. I do not think that's happening this year. No, because I think this is definitely coming out. Oh, like, this is. thing is dated June 22nd. Oh, it is? I thought, oh, uh, I thought it was just yeah, it's, summer, it's summertime. I had it as June 23rd, but yeah. All right. um, uh, Wikipedia has the 22nd. It, it, I think it's, it's like, I think it's E3 week, or it might be the week mm-hmm. after E3, which is like, yeah, that's the perfect time to release games. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Especially big, long ones. And this is one of those, no, this, this thing, those asterisks I was uh, mentioning earlier where a Japanese guy will come out and bow and delay it for five months. That could totally happen with a Final Fantasy game. It happened was with 15. 15, mm-hmm. 2016, or 2017? It was near the end of 2016. I want to say like December, November, December 2016. Mm. So it has been over six years between mainline Final That's Fantasy nuts. entries. I know we had 7 Remake. I know we we had uh, the one I'm playing now, the Crisis Core Reunion. We've had 14, like four versions of 14 expansions. So you used to get, so used to get four a platform, and now you get one per generation. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes you mm-hmm. do. But that's why I'm looking forward to this. And this is a return to fantasy instead of yeah. sci-fi. This is a fantasy. Yeah, First time more... since nine for, for a mainline, well, not counting the MMOs for a mainline entry to be a, fan, a fantasy. Sword and one, right? sorcery and soldiers in historically believable armor. Uh, or or bra- no. like a Bravely Default, because I always like people, when people shit on Final Fantasy evolving, like if it wants to be in the conversation of household game names, it has to evolve. And Square keeps giving you things like Final Fantasy, like shouldn't yeah. have any want for anything like that. If, if you just like the old games. I saw a lot of people when uh, 16 started showing trailers for gameplay, comparing it to Game of Thrones, because not only because like the, you know, more classical kind of fantasy setting, mm-hmm. but the story looks a lot darker yes. than a Final Fantasy yeah. game. Is that was in my years. notes. Darkness! Like, yes. My, my only <laughs> well, a slight against it, like I was saying, I get most of my stuff from trailers, and like the thing I don't like about this game is its biggest credit. I can't tell what's a cutscene and what isn't. It, it, mm-hmm, it, yeah. it There's no meters or bars, so I don't... Oh. We were discussing this because like, I'm probably looking forward more to... Final Fantasy Rebirth Remake Two, uh, but only because like I love the batshittery that that game was about, but I don't mm. know enough about what this game is about uh, or, yeah, or how I'm, to play it. I'm real curious as to how combat's going to work because going by what I've seen from trailers, it could be either like Devil May Cry crazy ass character yeah. action, but I've also seen like. Oh, here's the main character flanked by like three party members, and this looks more like a conventional Final Fantasy. Yeah, battle. I, I'm confused, but what I do know, I don't. I'm with you. I don't think we'll get Final Fantasy Remake to Rebirth this year, but it will have to distinguish distinguish itself. And I believe Square can do that because Final Fantasy 15 doesn't play anything like Remake, and uh, but this this has to be different. It has to be a different style, and I I don't think they revealed enough about what that is for me to get like super amped for. And I'll, you'll never really know until you play it, right? Um, yeah. But 
but yeah, I'm I'm mad hype because I love 15. Yeah, I, I felt like 15 and 7 remake had were going for similar vibes with the combat, but they were distinct they were, enough. Yeah. And and yeah, that that's the combat system is one of the things you look forward to with every Final Fantasy game because they're always different. By the way, before people write in with dirty notes, I realized Final Fantasy twelve was also fantasy, wasn't it? It wasn't. It was old setting, yeah, not yeah. new sci-fi. Yeah, it, anyway, it, but, just, like, but my my point is is like. This is going to have to sit on store shelves within a year to Final Fantasy Rebirth, and it will have to distinguish itself somehow. Yes. And I don't know how that is just yet, but I'm excited to see what, why? Yeah, because I want to know, like, the theme of 15 was road trip, right? Like, 15 was, hey, this is, and it it makes sense, like, for the first time ever, they they really focus on open world, and like, yeah, we're going to have a party of these four best friends who this is about sort of their journey. Now that they've done the open world thing, like, what's the new cool hotness with sixteen? I think the I think the last official title for the trailer for this one was like themed revenge. It was. So it's a revenge story. So which also yeah. again very Game of Thrones, right? But also I think with this one. I'm hoping that the story is uh, pretty good because the producer from the MMO from 14 is working on this game and he's bringing the composer with him, which that soundtrack's amazing. But the story in 14, which I've played that game on and off for like the past two or three years, it's it's a really well-told story overall. And a lot of my friends who are way deeper into Final Fantasy than me, they say it's maybe one of the best Final Fantasy stories. So he's also yeah, working on this game. But it's like it's like those people, we talked about this in 30, 2010, like Star Trek, Deep Space Nine... <laughs> is the best Star Trek. Do you have 170 hours to spare? And, and like, maybe. <laughs> if you do, play, play Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Um, well, I mean, the, the story of this, uh, it takes an interesting twist. You know, I was watching a bunch of the trailers, and, like, it's telling the story about dominance, who are, like, you you're, you all know Final Fantasy summons, right? Your Ifrits, your Ramus. Sure. Well, yep. the, in this game, those uh, monsters, characters, whatever, are called icons, and dominance are characters who can host those beings in their body. So they're basically summoners, but when they summon the monster, the monster takes them over and they become its puppet. And uh, so the main character is one. I think he he summons Ifrit. A bunch of the other main characters are those. And that's what was talked about at the beginning. I like that in the music in one of the trailers, they actually have the choir call the various icons out by name. <laughs> little hard to tell, but they're saying like Phoenix, Garuda, Ramu, Ifrit, and uh, over the, the classic Final Fantasy theme there. It did sound like Smash and, Brothers Brawl nonsense, yes. but Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the the acting that I've seen so far in the trailers is kind of amazing, and I just want to call attention to one of my favorite actors who's appearing in it, Ralph Innocent, who uh, has a very distinctive voice. Our ability to summon beasts of great might should command respect, but instead has left us outcasts. Yeah. How, what, I, what would I know him from? Uh, let's see. He was in the original British office. He, he's Chris Finch. He fucked that girl in the parking lot. Yeah. And Nearly he's, done, love. Yeah. He's he's most recently been in Willow. I, th- I think in he the was Vavitch. in Game of Thrones. He's in the Vavitch. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but just nice. Oh, very, yeah. Okay. Very okay. gravelly voice. I'm into it. And, and, and Anthony, was this the uh, PS5 exclusive game you were talking about? Yeah, this was the one I looked at earlier. This one yeah. is listed as PS5 exclusive. I don't timed know if that's exclusive. timed exclusive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is timed. Yeah, probably, it comes probably to PS4 after a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so – whatever. But I, I don't know why that would disappoint me. I would write a petition. But yeah, like the idea that this is 
whatever is do- happening here under the hood can't happen on previous gen consoles. That's what yeah. we should want from these games. That's why we should yeah. want to buy these consoles. Boom! That's what I was super excited about because, yeah. again, to the trailer's credit, I, I don't know what's a cutscene and what's gameplay. They intermingle, and I watched a couple different trailers so well. And uh, I do wonder, like, do you think they might get rid of gauges or life bars? Or Probably like not. That? No, you need, you uh, right? need that feedback. To... I would I would prefer that. I, w- I don't like the minimalist approach. So I, hmm. but, but yeah, they do in all the trailers. So I, I, I haven't seen any gauges. I haven't seen any uh, HUDs. So I don't know what's hmm. going on with the gameplay. But it's one of those things, no matter how many times you read about, you kind of got to experience it. So I'm sure there'll be some kind of a walkthrough or playable demo. As we get closer to the release date. The only thing I could find online was that the combat's supposed to be inspired by the um, ability system from 5. I don't know oh, if you guys okay. played Final Fantasy 5 at all. And then they hired a Capcom vet who worked on Devil May Cry as the battle designer. Mm. So you can imagine oh, like boy. the, the real-time action-y stuff will be pretty action-y. Well, you have my attention. Yeah. Mm. Cool, cool. Well, speaking of Capcom and battle systems, let's move oh. along to... Number three! When you go looking for strength, it's not like a game. This journey doesn't have a real ending. Okay, then. Hope you're ready to begin. If you want to start off on the right foot in this city, hit the streets. Yeah. Yeah, hit the streets of Metro City in what game? Final fu- what? <laughs> Street Fighter Six. Anthony was just screaming silently. Let's go! I was playing this clip. I so. was so ready for the music to drop. I've heard it so much. I've played the trailer so much. I was lucky enough to get into the second beta for Ooh. Street Fighter Six. Oh, neat! Tell us about it. So, as a long, long time fighting game fan, I could tell that. Capcom's already addressing a lot of issues that Street Fighter V had on launch. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're even doing a beta is a big deal because when Five oh, yeah. launched, it was unplayable. Uh, the only way I was able to play Five with my friends was we had to like do a share play thing and make the, the game think we were playing locally. Uh, the fact that Six started off with like two betas is great, and yeah. the game plays amazing online. Even crossplay, I was playing PC with people on the PlayStation. Oh, wow. It plays very well. It's got rollback netcode, which fighting game fans love. It's the preferred netcode for fighting games. The fact that they're also launching with a bunch of different game options and game modes. When 5 launched That with separates it from nothing, 5. 5 was so yeah. bare bones. There was no story mode even in 5. And, and my, um, I, my much love for my friends at Capcom. Yeah, I think uh, Street Fighter is such a powerful brand. I think you can overcome that. But like the launch of Street Fighter 5 was not great. But... I'd only seen that before with Street Fighter Cross Tekken, where like, yeah. by the time the game was like, this is really good, but then everyone's like, it's been a year, <laughs> we've moved on. Yeah, and, and yeah. Five, five almost felt like it should have been an early access game, but you yeah. can't really do mm-hmm. that with a Street Fighter game. But it, it felt like they were trying to figure out, okay, well, what is what does the community want? What does like the FGC want out of this game? Which a lot of fighting games have had the benefit of having that. Like, yeah, we're basically doing real-time beta tests of, like, people giving us feedback and as we build yes. the rest of this game. But it's like, you can't do that with Street Fighter, man. This is the biggest fighting franchise in the world. Yeah, like, they, this they is, were literally doing, like, beta tests in person in arcades for as far back as, like, Street Fighter Ultra. Mm-hmm. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really how Japan does things. But, like, Capcom's caught up and... Uh, 
I, I know the people working there. I know they can make a fucking badass Street Fighter game. They know what's wrong. They know what's wrong, and they, they and, and just I don't think I think Street Fighter's future is free to play or cheap to play, and mm-hmm. and to be more accommodating to new players. And I've never seen anything more like that than when I watch when I look at this shit because it's like all these fucking characters I love with story mm-hmm. modes, weird shit you can customize. Just goddamn, it looks cool. Even their lobby systems, like there's kind of a cool thing where the lobby systems, like you hit this create a character you're seeing in the trailers. I saw in the beta, what you're making is an avatar for the lobby. Mm-hmm. Your lobby is like you're walking around a virtual arcade. Oh, cool. And so if you're playing someone, you're sitting at like a what's like a cabinet in game. And for people to get in queue, they line up like you would do in arcades back in the day. Everything about it from the aesthetics is like from the way it plays. Everything's really cool. The new. Um, Drive systems, the new parry systems, all this stuff they've done, it feels like a leap in in kind of, I think, lessons they learned from 5. And I cannot yeah. wait to play this. Yeah. The, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is the biggest thing missing from 5 at launch, which is not only does this game have like an arcade mode, it has a story mode, like a mm-hmm. single-player story mode with a creative character. So you can... Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do that because like, the characters are so iconic. like, And that's right. one of the things. So they, in addition, to I'm going to play as the best character, Rufus. <laughs> I'm going to play as the best character all the other characters. It's like a like Shijinko from that that one Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Deception, uh where like you're playing through an RPG as this character who gradually learns everyone else's moves. And uh they worked that into a trailer with a bunch of created characters firing off very familiar uh special moves. In game fight. Yeah, level up. But as as someone That's who That's my favorite move of all. <laughs> I, I like to think that I care about Street Fighter lore cuz yeah. I actually kind of do like the story mm, interests me. Yeah, I'm yeah. fascinated that this is the like canonically takes place after the events of Street Fighter 3, which remember Street Fighter 3 didn't have most of the cool characters from 2 they like it carried well, a few it, forward. And, it, was, it was originally supposed to be like, you know, 10 or 15 years in the future, I thought, yeah, like yeah. oh, it's like post-apocalyptic. None of the characters are alive except for Ryu and Ken who were added grudgingly. It was Alex was supposed to be the main character. So like this takes place after M Bison is supposed to have died, but it has like all the classic characters as well. It's got Guile, E Honda, Chun Li, Blanca. All, they're all here. The gang's all here, mm-hmm. and some new characters, which is always fun. Like you got to have new characters in a Street Fighter game, which apparently are coming on the disc and not going to be sold to you as some fucking lame season pass after the fact. Although I'm sure they'll have those as well. We should like the, the, to support this game ongoingly. Like it needs cheaper access for new players. Mm-hmm. Like different things for new players to do. I hated the old street. Hey, pay, pay sixty bucks and then research how to get good at this. Like, what yeah. game does that? I will, I will say, even in the beta, um, I feel like I feel like they definitely know this is a chance to get people either back into Street Fighter or into it for the first time. The training mode options and like learning to play the game are actually a lot more fun and a lot better than uh, like in five. And there's also a little bit of, not like uh, kind of, a lot of fighting games have auto combos, but there's a lot of things where you can change the button um, configuration to make it a little bit easier if you're trying to learn stuff. And there's also like a classic configuration. Mm -hmm. And I had a chance to play with like some of the new characters in the beta, and like Kimberly's awesome. And uh, I love what 
my friends were calling, you know, for Street Fighter V, everyone had the bearded Ryu, and now they're calling mm-hmm. uh, the, the new model for Ken, Divorce Ken, because he's got this, yeah. like, weird look like he's had, had a rough time. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's fallen on hard times. Like, yeah. Or he's aged yeah. a bunch. That's hot times. An unhoused yeah, individual, Ken. Uh, but the the whole aesthetic, the whole like, there's like this, the whole hip hop vibe, and, like the whole art style to it. Everything about it has like a personality, which is what Four had. I feel like Four had so much personality, yeah, and Four yeah. was like a such a boost to fighting games. And Five did get there to where it was, you know, Five is an awesome game. It just took a while to get there because the way it launched just really kind of hurt the momentum on it. But Six feels like coming out the gate, they're addressing things that people were kind of concerned about. And I think this game launches and plays the way it played in the beta. This is going to be one of the like probably best fighting games we've had like in a long time. Yeah, I'd love to see the glow up of this game too because remember when they mm-hmm. first announced it, people were just ragging on the fact that they had some like just like a off the shelf logo that they got yeah. from like oh, right. like, oh, right. like Adobe the, or the something. Six was but like, it's like an update on your like how many emails you have in your email app. <laughs> yeah. But like the, the game, the gameplay has spoken for itself in all of these beta tests, and everyone yeah. who's played it's like, no, no, they're doing this one right, and you have something really special to look forward to in what is this June, right or June? Yeah, yeah, yeah this is coming June second. So yes, so. I'm excited. I love the fact that there's multiple modes. There's the creative character. There's a story mode. There's this city hub thing, which feels a little bit like what the NBA 2K games do with like, yeah, build your own city and walk around. Although and, it and might you just get, be you get like to customize your character with different outfits. And I, yes. I saw that and it's just like, please just make this Def Jam fight for yeah. New York. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, this this looks like a, a true return to form, which I'm happy for because like Street mm-hmm. Fighter is one of my favorite franchises. Yeah. I mean, just to tell you, I don't have many Amiibo. One of the only Amiibo I own is Ryu because I love Street Fighter so much. So there you go. Nice. Well, call nice. me when you own Ken. Because uh, yeah. Divorce Ken. I want to wait for Divorce Ken. Ken. We need the Divorce Ken Amiibo. Wait for the, wait for the ink to drive. <laughs> well, speaking once again of Capcom. Number two. Bruce. This is Condor One. Hunnigan here. What's your sit rep? The president's daughter, Baby Eagle. It's likely she's in this village. Our intel was correct then. Well done. Something's happened to the people here. My escorts are. <laughs> Gotta go. Talk later. Bunch of uh, psychos speaking immaculate Castilian Spanish are coming in through the window. Yeah, I know. This is only their list because Michael's from the area. Uh-huh. <laughs> Was that Leon's voice? Because it sounds like Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that that is Leon's voice. And uh, I eat re- pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> uh, this is Resident Evil Four remake. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, yes. So this How is, is this our number two? This Resident Evil 2 Remake was our number one game of the year a few years ago. I, I made the, the minor art because, like, not that I'm not looking forward to it, but, like, uh, I didn't love Resident Evil 3, 2 and 3 Remake because I never really loved Resident Evil 2 and 3. I thought 4 launched as the perfect game, and with the HD upgrades, they've re-released with it's just like this still plays wonderfully it's a great mm. fucking game and i just was sort of like 
what do people want that's new in this game other than like voice acting that isn't embarrassing? And well, it, it does have to be more than that. Here's here's the thing with like one of the reasons that I put this so high up on the list is number one, Resident Evil Four is as you point out, like this is one of the best action adventure games ever yeah. made. Mm-hmm. And, but I think also since Resident Evil Seven. Whatever team is working on the Resident Evil games has hit this magic formula where everything is super fucking fun. Uh, Seven was amazing. Two was outstanding. Three was okay, but only comparatively. Like, it's still like an eight out of ten. And then Village was our game of the year again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and just fantastic. So, like, I want to see that design philosophy get applied to Resident Evil 4. And it will either be... Uh, an amazing experience or it will be a fucking disaster and either way i'm excited <laughs> to see what they do it's not going to be a disaster that we no, know no, like that's no. what's they've been building toward this and and i think what we have always asked ourselves is like well how do you improve upon the Actually, probably the i guess the best resident evil it's got to be right four is it the still best is for evil. me right and, and so it's it like counts. And this is a game we were kind of joking. It's like, well, it's been quote unquote remade like what six times now, but those have all been yeah. remasters. Yeah, this is a full rebuild remake. Going to have and and if two or three are any indication, it'll have different story beats and stuff. So it's yeah, yeah I, I think well, it, it's a chance to improve upon that I, game. You know? Like they showed off the the new uh, village square sequence, which is of course like that that is the thing everybody remembers from Resident Evil Four. It happens in the first few hours. It's unforgettable, and one of the reasons it's unforgettable is because of its flexibility. Because you can you know run into buildings, you can bar doors, you can jump out windows, you get to use the environment freely. It's not like on a linear path necessarily, even though a lot of people end up tending to follow the same path. But then, you know, they're showing off differences like uh, people will grab you while Dr. Salvador with this fucking chainsaw is coming at you. And you can like, you know, throw them over and and run away. Uh, at one point, Salvador will just tear his way through some wooden structures and and block your escape. And Leon can actually, like, that that trailer ends with Leon blocking his chainsaw with the gun, which you could never do in the original. Mm. You just, no, you get that, that close, you just, he'll take your head yeah. off. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, it was instant, instant. One, one of the most shocking deaths ever, because you're not expecting it. I guess that answers yeah. my question. And what are you adding that <laughs> wasn't there before? A I, bunch I, I of next-gen stuff. Hopefully some, like, cool new AI features. Of, like, oh, the, the people are smarter now, and they can anticipate your movements or something. I don't know. I know what they're adding. What's yeah. that? You can shoot while you're moving. Wow! Yeah. Because you might that, forget, okay, like, that's, yeah, that's what Thor brought yeah. to Resident yeah. Evil. Like, that was that was the big innovation at the time, because in previous Resident Evils, no, you had to stand there while shooting. Yeah, yeah, I'm amazing. not saying, like, you can't improve on Resident Evil 4. It's just that, like, Resident Evil 2 and 3 were desperate to be improved upon. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were absolutely. semi-unplayable. Well, they, they were PS1 games that did not hold up well past their intended yeah, generation. There so. are some PS1 games that hold up very well, and Resident Evil mm-hmm. One and Two and Three weren't weren't one of those. But Four, I thought, like, yeah, man, any kid should be able to pick up Four and be like, "This rules." Uh, 
So I, yeah, I just it's just odd. I, I you know maybe I want more like a nine instead of a four, but like I'm not trying to be sour grapes about it. I, I didn't. I, I think fight we're going to get both. The, yeah. the four is probably the placeholder while they work on the nine. Yeah, they seem to be in alternating mm-hmm. kind of a rhythm right now, right? Where it's a new new so, game and then another a new remake. So yeah. I would yeah. like for someone to at some point go, hey, and maybe we'll do this with Onimusha now. That's just me mm. throwing that out there. Oh, that would be yeah. no. If like, you, just if you want to make a game forever, uh, don't. Uh, Sign temporary likenesses to the actors. Um, oh, that's true. On which three? Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even even one like that even was, one was an actor. W- yeah. One and oh, two, yeah, they yeah. they all that's used right. actors likenesses. So yeah. Don't even have to mention Wayne from Lost Planet. Mm. <laughs> None of y'all know what famous yeah. Korean actor that is, but it costs a lot of money, and it's keep that get really is a thorn in that game side. I don't but doubt it. I do think the original like Resident Evil Four. I think that just. Them changing like the simple mechanic of getting rid of like the tank controls mm-hmm. was enough to make them want to go and later revisit the other games. Yeah. Also, they've confirmed that Salazar will be in the game. You remember Salazar, the, the little person Castellian mm-hmm. who has like the mm-hmm. giant robot version of himself that chases you. It's like I'm. They they can't cut that out entirely, right? That was like one of the silliest things in gaming ever. <laughs> they have to find a way to make that actually scary and interesting. Resident Evil has never shied away from the silliest things in gaming. That's true. That's yeah. true. So I, for one, am just looking forward to an update to our game deals sound effect from this game. <laughs> what, are you what are you buying? Oh, yeah. How are they going to update the merchant? Are Man, they going to update selling. the merchant? You know what they should do? Bring the Duke from Resident Evil Village and just mm. don't explain it. Just have mm. him in there. Great. Yeah. But he's a Duke. Standing up and with his, with his, uh, wearing the same cloak, just a very oversized version of it. Yeah. What are you buying? <laughs> Love it, love it. Um, Resident Evil 4 coming March 24th, right around the corner. So that just leaves us with this one, which I'm surprised has a firm release date in the first half of the year at all. Uh, soaring around in what game? Uh, Tears the of Legend the Kingdom. Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears yeah. of the Kingdom, yes. Which they didn't reveal the subtitle until last year, mm-hmm. which was a little bit weird. After having, you know, for, for from 2019, when it was announced, to 2021, uh, it was just the sequel to yes. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Very strange and yeah. very stockholdery. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> Legend of Zelda Skyfall. Yeah, but they they did like starting in 20 like it's, well when they they first showed it off in 2019, like it was just with a weirdly creepy trailer with like a mummified what looked like Ganon. Mhm. And this music You know, if there's anything that Breath of the Wild didn't have enough of, it was creepy mummies. And, and that's masking. what 
that's what that trailer was promising. And then uh, 2021 comes around and they show off like nothing but gameplay. Just Link running around in these big aerial open areas, like using new powers and shit. Like uh, you see like Bokoblin nests that like crawl up out of the ground and start moving around like these big living rock things. Um, It looks really really cool and we know next to nothing about it other than what's been shown in these trailers that first trailer i at one point and you can't disprove this wasn't the case maybe it was at one time we will we'll never know nintendo will never say mm-hmm. i speculated oh is this going to be like a majora's mask where it's like a remix of breath of the wild where they just have a bunch of weird shit going on and then i almost wonder like mm-hmm. did they try that and go nah this isn't working and then say okay we got to delay this another two years and, and build another one of these yeah. huge open worlds again. i what? i only like my trepidation is that like i immediately got vibes of skyward sword perhaps mm. yeah the worst flying flying's a big mechanic mm. in Ex- this except that they get instead of a pona you're like hit the cloud kicker from tailspin and it looks like you have a little fucking just this air surfboard to ride on yeah sorry for the old reference i'm, I'm i love that reference don't yeah, apologize I, I for a tailspin reference <laughs> yeah. ever i'm wondering is it going to be the same open world with like a new aerial open world layered on top i just i, I like I, I watched the trailer taking a shit today and uh it's just that like it seemed there the seemed to be some like shit or you did yeah the trailer took a shit wouldn't play yeah, on his phone yes that's what happened michael the trailer <laughs> took a shit. i knew it uh, yes youtube poop literally <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Chris watched it. It's a weird well, fetish. Just that it, takes place, Pro. it takes place in a, a world that looks like Skyward Sword, like a bunch of hovering areas, but like most of your powers, the only other power I could clearly see, like it looks like he can cr- create a conveyor belt mm-hmm. or some kind of elevator or escalator uh, in between these tiers floating in the sky. And I- I'm baffled by the whole thing. In fact, like, you ever like you ever been such a nerd for something? I keep saying, yes. There's like <laughs> Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time, and it came out in the last five years. Like, not a lot of my favorite games of all time came out in the last five years. And what are you gonna do? Make this good? And I feel like I have not seen enough to like. What is this? And can I can I be super clear about like? the biggest part of my trepidation where I was like, God, we're going to talk about this game again. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Elden Ring. And I think Elden Ring is not the logical evolution of Breath of the Wild. It's a different evolution, um, just with more fights. Mm-hmm. And but it, but it is a good evolution of that style of open world. Totally, design. totally. Yeah. And, and like, and, you know, Breath of the Wild has some souls in it as well. And I was so hankering to, like, yeah, I'm just going to play through Breath of the Wild again. And after Elden Ring on PS5 going to Breath of the Wild on my Switch, I'm like, oh, my God, this looks way older than it should because that's what all Nintendo games do after five years because of their hardware. This looks really old. And with the problems Pokemans had last launch, just like, are we going to get a really jank-ass game and then they're going to... I. I would rather they announce a new Zelda game with a new Switch and then announce a new Switch that necessitates playing the new Zelda. That's the That was one of the things I got worried about today. Well, that that was one of the leaks that came out recently. Yes. Apparently, uh, it, it is likely to launch with like an exclusive OLED Switch 
So, like, if you don't have an oh, OLED I th- Switch... I, th- I thought you meant the leak. Like, they were... They had a 4K thing in, in the barrel and canceled it. Uh, yeah. Like a 4K Switch. Because that's what all the professionals were like, yeah, Nintendo's going to announce a 4K upgrade, Switch Pro, basically. And they were sort of like... Nintendo, I think, very smartly read the room. Like, we could keep this the same price and we're the only console on store shelves? Fuck it. Uh, I think... I think since they have like other like other really large games on the Switch like uh, Xenoblade Three, mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. love that game and never heard anything about that game having performance. I know it was huge. It was just game. the Pokemon thing, and I'm telling you, after playing, trying to yeah. play this after Elden Ring, like, man, that frame rate is an issue, and it and like maybe it's I have a launch Switch, and maybe it's getting a little laggy after mm. five years. I, here's here's the thing, though. I think the reason we notice the tech issues in Pokemon, in both Pokemons, mm. uh, the new ones and then Arceus Legends even, is because Breath of the Wild. Like, we looked at those games and went, well, wait, Breath of the Wild was doing this and looked amazing and was smooth, like, years ago, right? Like, five years ago or more. And so I... I am not as worried about it because I'm like, yeah, if, if they just make it look the same as Breath of the Wild, the system will be fine. No, and I'm can just, handle yeah. that. I'm just, but it has to be well, better or different than that, especially with like the distances you're seeing in those trailers. And I'm yeah. just predicting that like this should launch with a new console. Don't tell me in holiday that like here's an enhanced Switch that will play Tears of the Kingdom better. That will infuriate me. Yeah, because that will be done. Well, I, I think. I think Cat Bailey might have hit it on the head during the Game of the Year show when you were talking about the Pokemon issues. And it's like, that might be a, more of a result of the 2020 pandemic and having to stick to these release dates because of all these other licensing agreements Perhaps. that are in place. Perhaps. It's, yeah. it's not that it can't be optimized. I understand that. But like mm-hmm. do, something has to happen with the Switch. There has to be a new announcement in the next like 18 months. There just does. It's it's a five year old console. After this comes out, that's pretty. I mean, this is Nintendo we're talking it is. about. They'll announce a new Switch when they're good and ready, know, and not I before. Know, know. Sorry, I'm bogging down the conversation with something that's not really relevant. We don't know much about uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. That you know, I will then bog this down even further and say that at one point we debated should this be on yes. this top five simply because. This game's burned us before. Yes. We've talked well, about this as was anticipated. We, we, no, we, we, we talked about it, I think, what, in 2021? That was so funny. Michael's yes. like, I think we, I was or like, 2022. I got really like professional, like, I think we should give this an entry zero because we talked about this before already. And yeah, Michael's we like, we talked about it so many you, times. I'm like, we've talked about it. You once. said that last year and we did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but what's, what, what's funny though is we've talked about talking about it more than once. We've said, hey, should we include this on our list because it was already on a previous year's list but i i think i finally have confidence i'm like no this one is it's definitely coming it's it's got that release date and it's like yeah it feels more real this time and and they've showed off so much gameplay it's like yes there's clearly a game here Mm -hmm. we don't know enough about it yet but um, we've seen a lot of of combat or about the weapons and traversal is important but like uh Mm -hmm. yeah there's i feel like there's so much more i want to know and I trust Nintendo, like, I, I trust this being at number one because I trust Nintendo with the Zelda franchise, but, mm-hmm. like, fuck me, I'm, like, weirdly scared. Well, this isn't, we're not really vouching for quality here. These are just, like, we're excited for this, oh, and no, personally, yeah. I'm most excited for Yeah, this. me too. Like, I'm yeah. more excited about this than pretty much anything else. Yeah, I, I, it, so. it, the last, like, large group text I sent was from people not in the games industry, because, dude, anybody got a Switch, like, 
kids to uh, uh, adults or like laughs gamers, uh, new gamers, lady game, new lady gamers. Like, holy shit, Breath of the Wild is blowing. I didn't realize how how many people it touched. Like it, 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 and there's nothing else like it yet, other than kind of Elden Ring, which is you know can be punishing if you don't like combat. Um, yeah, I, I even if you do like combat, it can be punishing. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You just gotta be. You just gotta be clever, man. There's like always a barrel to shoot in this goddamn game. You don't have to fucking whack people with your swords until they break. See, I think that's the thing is is people are gonna go in. They're bound to be disappointed just because the Breath of the Wild, the original, changed so much about open world yeah. games and kind of our expectations and 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 what those games can do. If people go in expecting this thing to completely redefine open world games, I'm not saying Nintendo can't do that because they can. They once. But if they they probably won't is my speculation, <laughs> and I'll be I, I'll I be mean, completely fine with it. Like if it's yeah. just if it's just Breath of the Wild one plus sure. some more yeah, cool extra right. shit and an all new yeah, story. Here's I'll be here's, fine here's with a it. secret. I think only reviewers really have that attitude, or it's like this doesn't redefine open world games as nope. I know them. Eh, four out of no, ten. I, I, like again, uh, that was my personal experience after Elden Ring. Like I'm going to play Breath of the Wild again. Like holy shit, hmm. this plays so differently and is not. It, it does not carry over the experience I thought it would from Elden Ring. Like this is this reminds me mm. everything in Elden Ring reminded me so much of Breath of the Wild. When I got there, like Jesus Christ, this runs like shit, if, and, and like it mm. requires very <laughs> precise movements. In frame, in frames are important, and they drop all the time. And it felt it felt like it played worse. And I've never played it undocked, so I'm playing in the most powerful version ever. Uh, yeah, that's what I was worried about. In my uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I I, I vented that already. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, that that is our top five most anticipated games of 2023, kicking the new year off with a bang. Oh, uh, for now, we're gonna take a little break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about some new releases, or I guess old releases at this point, mostly uh, some news and some other stuff. So stay tuned. I wanna fly high so I can the Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Two comedies that couldn't be different. Kind of odd to enjoy together, but one of them is the highest gro- one of the highest grossing movies of the year behind E.T., I think. 48 Hours and Tootsie, which I had never seen. I had right. really I thought I had seen it. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I just I, I okay. thought I remembered it airing on cable all the time and then watching it like I definitely didn't see this. Not, that not was Juana Man, I think. Juana Man. Juana Man. Yeah. 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 Or Mrs. Down. Superior film. Let's be let's be real here. Yeah, well I, I thought it was fun. It's like there's a bunch of movies from eighty two that we definitely should talk about and it's like the uh and instead we're going with the number one highest grossing comedy of the year and the number three highest grossing comedy of the year. Because and, I refuse to talk about number two. 
because oh, now it's I'm Porky's. Curious. Porky's. Oh, oh, oh. Porky's does Porky's surprisingly well. Is the fifth highest grossing film of 1982 above Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Yes. Talk about a movie that's wow. aged like milk. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment where we can once again talk about... You have like a New Year's resolution not to drag that bit on this year? No, I'm going to drag it on even further. That's my New Year's resolution. I'm going to make that the whole second segment. Uh, tell us about Sports Story, Matt. Uh, did you play Golf Story, Michael? No. Oh, wow. Okay. It has golf in the title. Golf, golf Story is great. One golf of Story's my favorite awesome. Switch titles. Uh, it, it is a lot like the old Mario Golf, uh, Camelot developed Game Mario Game Golf Game. titles of back in the day where it is an RPG disguised as a golf game. A sports story promises all that plus new sports. My only issue with the game so far is it takes way too long before you get to actually experience many of those new sports. Um, it it's it, it puts the RPG stuff front and center, which to be fair is why I'm there. Um, it, it's if you liked Golf Story, you should go buy this game, uh, it, especially because I think it's what. Uh, 20 bucks 25 bucks it's it's not it's not a full price game or anything like that it's um but if, if you like golf story go play it but yeah the promise so far of being a true sports story like they i know there's tennis in there and there's a volleyball <laughs> game and stuff like that but uh they sure take their sweet time before you get access to any of that stuff but the golf stuff is there and, and kind of plays into the sim- same kind of challenges you'll be like trying to solve a quest and and you know it's like oh you got to drop a ball and hit this thing and, and make this bird fly away or whatever to, to get access to this other part of the level. Like it, it, it uses that stuff. There is also just, you can just go play rounds of golf in this game and it's a decent SNES style golf game or whatever. So, um, hmm. yeah, I, I am, I don't regret the purchase. I just, uh, I wish I, when you hear sports story, I was like, all right, yeah, bring it, show me all the new sports. I want this to be like Mario RPG, you know Mario Golf RPG, but with every sport, basketball, give it to me. And it's like, yeah, that's not really there. All the all the biggies. It's not. It's not really that. Uh, it is very much kind of like Golf Story 1.5, where there's a couple extra sports thrown in. But uh, hey, if you like Golf Story, you I know did. what you're signing up for, and it's a great game. So I also loved River City Girls one. Yes, I did as well. Well, t- good good news then, because two is out. Uh, it came out a few weeks ago, and uh, I think we'd, we'd already wrapped up our recording for the year of, of regular shows by the time it came out, so we didn't get to talk about it. But I've been playing it a little bit, and let me just say, I think female Beavis and Butthead is a winning <laughs> formula for any game where you want to have teenage girl heroes. That's why I keep telling people to see the third Bill and Ted. I was Their just daughters. about to say the yeah. third Bill and Ted is female yeah, Beavis and yes, Butthead. Yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just sort of that... Similar dynamic where the main characters are really dumb but really good at fighting, and uh, the first scene, they they, they their uh, high school gets taken over by the crime syndicate that they ended up fighting at the end of the first game, 
and uh, they get kicked out in, deliberately in, in, in order to humiliate them. And then it's like two months later, and they've been spending uh, the all, all this time just sitting on their couch playing video games. And so they've lost all the skills they built up <laughs> over the course of the first game. And now they have to build them up again as they go out and uh, everybody attacks them for reasons. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's you know, traditional River City uh, ransom style brawler uh, builds on what the first game had new characters you can play as Kunio and Riki right off the bat since they're okay. no longer the, the people you're trying to quote unquote rescue by the mm-hmm. end of the game and uh, and then there's there's Marion and uh, another new character whose name escapes me right now but uh, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's a fun time if you like 2D brawlers and stuff by way forward which if you listen to the show you might it's still pixel style, right? Because I, I remember Very when I played so. the first, I was a little disappointed. I wanted it to be kind of that anime cartoon style, because I know mm. games can do that now, that, that basically is like the box art for that yeah. game. And then mm-hmm. like when you play it, the pixel art's good. It's it's really charming pixel art, but I was like, oh man, I wish this was, I wish they would just do the cartoon style. Like that's, that's that would Any, any love good. for the soundtrack? Because the first soundtrack was oh, yeah. one of my favorite oh, yeah. soundtracks. The, sa- yeah. the soundtrack's great. Um, and the, my one gripe with it is that you will get visible loads every time you, you know, leave a scre- leave an area and enter a yeah. new one. You you have to see this little thing of them punching each other in the face as a load bar fills. And did you play on Switch? I did play on Switch. Huh. So the, the loads are probably about? a bit worse than other platforms. Mm-hmm. But there, there's a lot of that in these games, right? Because you're going but, in stores and but malls. Yeah, and I, stuff I, I did read like people saying like the load times are better on PS5, but they're still there every mm-hmm. time there's a transition, and that kind of gets a bit old. That's that's not fun, but. Uh, yeah, I, re- I really like these games. Like they are very much just like the Scott Pilgrim model. Like they're they're kind of you know where so where you wanted the beat 'em up genre to go over yeah, the years. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Or they add know. RPG elements. Speaking of RPGs, uh, an old RPG remake got Ooh. finally got released. It was supposed to release alongside Valkyrie uh, Elysium. Mm-hmm. But Valkyrie Profile Lenith, which is the re-release of that. It's an enhanced port of the original Man, game. I, I ran out of space in my brain. I deleted what Valkyrie Profile was. Valkyrie Profile is the Square Enix Valkyrie series of action RPGs. Mm-hmm. I had to make room. Uh, so this one is Lenith, which is a remake of the original that was originally released on the PSP. It has now come to yeah. PS4 well, the and The original PS5. was PS1. Lenith was the remake released on PSP. That's right. Yes. This is the yes. enhanced port of that one. So it's, it's sort of like what happened with Tactics Ogre. L- Lenith is right. played by... Uh, Jack McBrayer. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, Frazier's ex-wife, yeah. Lenneth. I'm in love two it. things, everyone and television. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, uh, if you bought the deluxe edition of Valkyrie Elysium, you mm-hmm. have access to this game, so you've just oh, been waiting cool. for it. Uh, but you can also just buy it standalone. Mm-hmm. Like, what, 15 bucks, something like that? Yeah, it's not, yeah. you know, it's... And it's it's a bit like the uh, the Mana game that they did recently. That mm-hmm. was kind of like that. That was it. it. Was alongside Trials of Mana. They had the Mana remakes. Remember those? Like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. The, I haven't played this specific port. It is getting pretty well reviewed. It's sitting at eighty three on Metacritic. Uh, and uh, the original game is a lot of fun. Uh, it's like a it's it's sort of an oddity with with uh, role playing games of that era because a lot of it is just like a side scrolling action game, and yeah. then when you get into fights, then it's like a, a traditional RPG where 
your party members are the you know the, these dead souls that you're recruiting and you see their story so it's, it's a very melancholy game because like you know one of the first stories is i think you know just this thwarted love story where the the lovers end up dying tragically and like well you collect their souls and now they're your Ein harry are and they're gonna fight for uh. you and fight you know go to valhalla and fight for odin in ragnarok yeah. um and that's what Elysium had as well. Like it, mm. the Einherjar are kind of the hook of the Valkyrie games where you're kind of recruiting these dead people to come fight for you. These ancient warriors that are awesome. And they, they kind of fill are out any your party. of the Ragnarok characters played by anyone from West Wing. <laughs> then I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Yes, can, can I just not. see how weird it is? Like in 2022 alone, I played through two completely different interpretations of the Ragnarok myth, both God of War Ragnarok and uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok. Clearly not yeah. playing Marvel Snap. <laughs> no. Did, did, did that have uh, Surtur as well and all these other characters? Uh, I, I'm going to check yes. Mm. No. I have no yeah, idea no, what Mike's talking not. about. I know Surtur's in the no. Ragnarok movie, though. Mm. It's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. there was that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, this so this is you know if you like classic, uh, well this was PlayStation era uh, RPGs, then this one's worth checking out because it's it's the best version of that game to play on modern systems. So there mm. you go, Michael. What is Choo Choo Charles? It is okay. Y'all y'all remember when Resident Evil Two came out and uh, the remake, and then it got modded. To yes. change Mr. X into uh, tra- uh, G- Thomas the Tank Thomas Engine, the yeah, tank thank engine, you. Which, which is sort of like a running gag, like every game will eventually have a Thomas mod. Yeah, right? yeah, and and you know Sekiro did it, and it just became a, a huge meme. And so a clever developer behind Choo Choo Charles said, why not turn that into a game? Uh, and uh, so you have a very sinister version of Thomas the Tank Engine with spider legs that is terrifi- terrorizing this island of just remote miners and settlers in cabins that are all situated along railroad tracks. Right. And so the idea is that you, in your upgradable uh, re- train engine, are going to you know, roll around, find materials, help people do do open world quests, and eventually, you know, you'll be able to fend off and destroy Choo Choo Charles, the sinister anthropomorphized tank engine that is running all over the place on spider legs. I can download this in Roblox. What is this? <laughs> this is like, this is a game for sale on Steam. Th- all this, right. This honestly sounds like a crossover between Spirit Tracks and Wild Wild West, starring Will Smith. Like mm, uh, yeah. there's spider wait, trains. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, by the way, the, the evil train looks a bit like Emil from Near Automata. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of has that sort of sinister skull-like grin. Yeah, but, uh, with a big round head. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, is it so? You play a train, a good train. How? So, but you have to be on the track. So it's you're, not like you're a, true... a person. Like, so oh, okay. it's a first-person survival game. But you have a train, and you use the train to get around. The train also has a mounted machine gun that you can use to to fight Charles. And uh, you are going around and meeting people who live by the tracks and doing favors for them or getting resources from them. And gradually you can upgrade your train's armor and firepower, etc., etc. So the idea is that you are going to survive long enough to the point where you can defeat Choo Choo Charles. And, you know, it's it's a very... 
it, it's a bit unpolished. I guess it's just by one person. So um, for for that, it's a pretty admirable effort. To, you know, and it, it's a, it's a cool idea. Like, yeah, let's take this meme that people are sort of ironically terrified of and turn it into a creepy ass horror survival game. I don't know. I'm getting Slenderman vibes off of this horseshit. Mm. Choo choo Charles in charge <laughs> of my days. But anyway, yeah, that is all of the new releases, so let's move along to You guys want to feel old? One of these, you want to feel Always. old things? Uh, the original Last of Us, uh, the first one, not all the various remakes, is 10 this year. Um, and to recognize that, there's sort of a lot going on. First off, obviously, the show starting on January 15th on HBO Max, I believe. Um, or HBO, yeah. Yeah, yep. And then they also, uh, Naughty Dog is showing off some concept art of that upcoming multiplayer game that let's not forget that was at one time a free part of two that they just split out into its own game Uh, it was a free part of one i thought free part of one but then and and one had no one had factions people Mm -hmm. liked it two was supposed to ship with its own version of factions that they eventually just split off and said ah sorry you're gonna have to pay for this as a a rick juggling simulator what the fuck what the fuck is multiplayer in this game can never find ammo in the regular game And so we we have speculated on this show, like, can you go back and do a Last of Us 3? Uh, Which, who cares what we think, because Neil Druckmann, who's sort of the head Last of Us honcho, sure thinks you can. He thinks there's more of a story to tell in this universe, to the point where I think he even wrote, like, a quick treatment for what 3 would be about. Hmm. Um, And he's out there publicly saying it, which kind of leads me to believe... Last of Us 3 is probably in the works. 3 should be about the zombified aquarium creatures who are pissed that human beings have moved inside. Mm-hmm. And, a, yeah, a bunch of clownfish. Yeah, like, yeah, a bunch of dead zombified clownfish that is like, we have to watch these assholes fuck. Jesus. <laughs> you ate my algae. I'm, uh, you're my Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Why does your clownfish sound like Dippy Dog? I don't know. Droopy Dog, whatever. It's... It, it's Senator Joe Lieberman. Don't play Mortal Kombat, kid. Oh boy. Oh boy. So, I, I mean, let's let's speculate. What do you, what do you do in Last of Us Three? Do you continue the story of the characters from Two? Oh, uh, I'm gonna guess you kill people and sneak around zombies. That's what I'm gonna guess you do in Last of Us Three. You play as Ellie's adopted daughter. That's, that's what maybe happens. or Lev or Lev. I'd say it'd be a bold move to just set it in a different part of the world and see how another part of the world is dealing yeah. with this. There you go. And just tell a story that's completely... Yeah, watch people in Oklahoma be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or... Yeah, their zombie fine. apocalypse was they saw, like, one clicker, like, you know, three football fields away and shot yeah. it, and that was it. You can't spread a virus where you ain't got no airport or bus station. Like, <laughs> yeah, like maybe, maybe even find a way. Maybe you find another character that had like the same whatever it was that Ellie had, and maybe mm. there's a hope of curing this thing, mm-hmm. maybe, possibly. But it is the Last of Us, so it's always kind of bleak. You never know. But yeah. I mean, why not? That's it, the thing is, like, I have no doubt. Certainly, they can make another game, and there can be a story. It's more my reservations are: Do I have? 
the mental fortitude and energy to play another Last of Us game. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm more worried about, can I get through that again? Like, those those games, they beat me up, man. Every time I play one of those, it's like, shit. Like, especially as, as a dad, it's just like, man, I can't, I can't handle this again. Seeing people, characters I care about die. Yeah, I mean they're they're very well told, very uh, amazing games on a technical and narrative level. But it's why I've gone through each each game one time only. I'm good. And at this point, I just Naughty Dog has proven, yeah, they've mastered this storytelling single player medium. Let's do it again with something new, like we did Uncharted. I don't need any more Uncharted, really. Although I could get a Lost Legacy two and be happy with that. Um, Am I the only yeah. one who wasn't really put off by Last of Us Part Two's violence? Like I'm used to God of War. I'm used no. to like Kratos sticks his thumbs into someone's eyes and smashes no, their head. I, I wasn't like, put off by, by doing it. It was yeah, just that like violence. when you stab someone in the neck, they scream their lover's name. Hmm. It, was, it was somehow near them. Oh no, Phil! Ah! <laughs> Honestly, it's, I don't care about the NPCs that I don't know. It's seeing the bad stuff happen to the characters that you yes. kind of grow yeah. attached oh, to. You're that, stabbing someone in the neck like, oh, donkey dong dug, I'm on miss you. How is the most devastating line in that game, stupid dog? <laughs> yes, yeah, And, and yes. Last of Us 2 was longer than the first one by, I'd say, what, at least yeah. 10 hours? So yeah. you're spending Good a point. lot more time with those Good characters. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so spend more time with Abby than you do with like Joel and Nelly in the first game. Yeah, are you guys going to watch the show? Yeah, of course. I'm definitely sure. I mean, I'd let, not of course, but like, uh, you know, my girl's son is like super hype, and mm-hmm. which I'm not. It's just like, but I'm also out of shows. Other than Paul T. Goodman, still recommending them on every podcast. If it weren't for Chernobyl showrunner Craig Mazin, how would I know that like video games used to be about going around in mazes eating power pellets and Last of Us changed all that? What? What? (laughs) It was something silly he said in an interview that people have been dunking on for weeks ever since. He said, like, no, it's just, you know, Last of Us is so different. They're not shooting lasers out of their eyes or anything. They're just normal people. Like... That is not unique. (laughs) That's a boomer thing, though, man. They contextualize Mm. video games with Pac-Man. Like, eventually, Mm. when they're gone, like, people will realize games have done so much more. Mm. But, like, that was probably the last time boomers sort of paid attention Mm. to video games. They they liked Pong. They probably gave Pac-Man a few whirls. And then they... They Pac-Man fever, and that was it. They Mm. Then, at that point, their whole... You know how they relate to video games is stuff they bought for their kids. I I went back to my old soccer field from my youth. And I didn't recognize it without the extension cords and the Pac-Man machines lying on the grass, the wet grass, because that's how big Pac-Man wow. was when I was a super little kid. Holy shit. Damn. We don't have a Coke machine. Let's gouge these kids for the, killing these ghosts. Wow. <laughs> Hitman 3 is being rebranded. This sounds like this sounds like a Harry Potter theme park. It's being rebranded as the world of assassination. Horror. Come with <laughs> me and you'll see a pure <laughs> world. Assassination. Assassination Nation had to be taken because this name is horrible. And that's what they called it. Like that's you know, what the, they called yeah, the, the, the Hitman, the like the, right? the World of Assassination trilogy. And what they're doing is interesting: is that they're making it like this is going to be the the one executable. They didn't lose the license. Through. Then you're saying they're no okay no. Yeah, so they're they're making it so that like Hitman Three is its World of Assassination, and it is going to be the gateway through which you play also Hitman One and Two. Mm-hmm. Like you launch this executable, and all three games content is available to well, you. But that exists. That's the thing is, so that mm-hmm. has been the case since Three. 
Right. What the miraculous feat? So, Chris, you mentioned licensing. That I don't know how they pulled this off. Because remember, one and two had different publishers. They were like One was published by Square. Mm. Two was published by WB Games, Mm. and three was IO Interactive on their own. So they managed somehow to negotiate the rights where now, if you just buy three, you don't need to buy one and two. Wow. You get all of the content from one, including DLC, and all of the content from two, including its DLC. You get all of that stuff. But I, I remember at the time when I was, I loved Hitman 3, but I talked a little bit like, man, the process of like getting the new game to recognize that I own all of these games and linking accounts. It was a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. And now what they're doing is just saying like, no, just, just buy three and it's all going right. to, it's going to automatically happen for you because we have the rights. Like you, you don't need to prove you There's own. No reason to buy a $5 anymore. PS1 game, PS2 game. Not PS. No, 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 no. One and two were those were last gen. Those were Xbox. Oh, one sorry, and the remake. PS4. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the world of assassination refers to. I think it's kind of cool. That is the reboot Hitman mm-hmm. era. It's, it's this world of assassination. So, other than the name being kind of silly, I think it's really it's miraculous that IO Interactive not only did they escape whatever deal they were in and ownership they were in was it Square that owned yeah. them and 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 they came away with the Hitman IP. And they're also, as a reminder, they're working on a Bond game. They now mm-hmm. have the Bond IP. They acquired, like, not only their IP, but, like, previous content in that IP. That never happens. Like That's, that's how stupid the Square deal was. It was them throwing away valuable licenses while a Tomb Raider movie was coming out. To tell you how rare this was, Chris will tell you... Um, one of the reasons Disney bought Fox was because Fox Absolutely. still had some weird ownership distribution rights on Star Wars Episode Four from back yes. in the day. Like that is, it is almost impossible to get the rights back when someone else has a piece of that pie, mm-hmm. and they've done it. I don't know how, but they've done it, and I think it's kind of yeah, neat I'm not and sure cool. Either. I, I would I would have to guess Square Enix never understood what they were doing ever. And if they if they understood what they were doing, they would have cared, and they would have taken it forever in perpetuity. And they didn't care. It's what's it's what's a bummer about some of the decisions squares have made. Squares made the the approach yeah. to one. I totally get why they wanted to do it episodic because actually the way that game is meant to be played is kind of learn the map, play it over time, and then we're going to give you a new map in a few months. Unfortunately, you just can't count on people coming back for all of those maps, you know. So. It almost makes me think Hitman 4 should be just like a service game where it's kind of like, I, I don't know how they would do this, but yeah, they, they might charge you up front or it might be free to play for the first episode and then you, you pay for additional episodes as they come out. Like they've got to th- rethink that model, but like that, those games are, it's just so cool how they do it. And, and like the fact that they run these live events on these maps and stuff, mm-hmm. like I'm really glad yeah. they still have the rights. I don't think they're making any more though. They said they they have said they've moved on to Bond at this point, you know. So I, I, I'm sure if they have the the rights of the IP, they'll probably come back. But like, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. resources, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, this is a feel good story. Um, you know, we've known for years Microsoft has an accessibility controller uh, mm-hmm. for Xbox One originally, and, and it works on, on the Xbox Series. It looks X like one of those things you'd see in a cartoon about focus groups. It, it well, it looks almost like when I whenever I see it, it looks like the DJ Hero controller. It's like this big white rectangle <laughs> yeah, with like two dark pads on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sony uh, during this year's CES, which is happening right now in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, more, they announced more. Project Leonardo, which is their answer to that. So they have an accessibility controller, um, and their controller, it like 
it looks sort of like a traditional joystick that is kind of the the buttons are mapped to this like pyramid like structure where you can it looks kind of like co- Simon. Yes, thank yeah, you, Simon. Like, That's what uh, I was searching yeah. for. It looks like Simon. You can move though the analog sticks as close or as far to the buttons as possible as you need. You can use two of them in conjunction if you need that for your disability. You can pair it with a regular DualSense controller and use that. Like it's 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 again because it's all about accessibility. It's all about giving players options, you know. And and so this thing is all about customizable uh button mapping and stuff which is like just bravo um they're working with people like able gamers to make sure that it is like meeting the needs of people with disabilities i so it's so it's so weird like sony i think in their software has put accessibility front and center like uh, yeah. like uh, the naughty dog games are really good about it hardware wise not so much and I'm now they finally got about that it, but i have to annoyingly turn off like please don't narrate my game menu to me to, in like every game but like mm. i get it like it's just one more step for another person not to take another step to find this thing i'm fine with it sure but on the hardware side they were behind microsoft who had that accessibility controller yeah. which i think worked on playstation systems didn't it like that thing could work with anything or it's been uh, maybe not i don't know yeah I'm not sure but so so this thing yeah it, it um now Sony has a hardware solution which will help people in addition to all the cool stuff they're doing in the software and and again as a person my disability very very minor but I have color blindness and some vision Ew, issues like, and we let him on the show <laughs> I and and I'm old so I use subtitles when playing games cuz it's easier to to read the dialogue sometimes yes. than pick it apart from all the amazing It gives me another sound chance to check the dialogue before I skip it yeah, there you that's go. But yeah, that, that's really why I enable it is because I skip the dialogue most yeah. of the time. I just re- I can read faster than the performance. But anyway, uh, I I applaud anyone who prioritizes accessibility. So bravo Sony for having yeah. your own piece of hardware. It's called Project Leonardo. Leonardo. Dumb story. I was at bar trivia and I had I'm very good with trivia, but I had very little offer. And like one of the categories was boxes, and without yelling it out. Um, Because I want to see if you guys remember this. Uh, They're like, what code name was the Xbox One under... What what astrological sign was the last Xbox code name? Scorpio. And um, I was like, I said without yelling it out. Thanks, man. Uh, No, it doesn't matter. But but like, but I was like, oh fuck! I work. I worked on. (laughs) I was at a publisher. I and then my my girlfriend just turns to me and is like, Taurus, Gemini. Blah, blah, blah. Scorpio. I'm like, that's it. It's, it's Scorpio. <laughs> Go Scorpio. Yeah, like, Scorpio was the Xbox One X, and uh, yeah, something like that. Can't remember now. I don't want to say with any serious. authority. Look at Michael mm. trying to wiki parse everything. I, I, I thought it was the first because I think the OS still has some Scorpio shit in its code. Uh, the series was Project Scarlet. So uh, yeah, Scorpio was the last one to be named for an astrological sign. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and I uh, not not to I, I'm gonna make Matt's news section a place for me to bitch about things happening in my life because I didn't get to. Please do. Three. Please do. But you, you want me to do that before the, the last one? I mean the, the the last news items are things for us to bitch about. So <laughs> I'm I'm here to compare the uh, Xbox Live games with gold for January compared with the PlayStation Plus uh, January free games and. Um, it's sort of no comparison at this point. We've, we've, we've sort of been clowning on the games with gold because it's really all about like, hey, 
these feel like games that are designed to make you want to buy Game Pass. Yep. <laughs> versus like, uh, so the games for January 2023. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Iris Fall. Oh, no. <laughs> and, okay. And Autonauts. Oh, I love Autonauts. That's the game where you're a spaceship that's a car. Okay, you, mm. you knew it. I did not recognize either of those. No, although I, I do recognize I the PlayStation Plus ones. PlayStation Plus has has some good games. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I already mentioned. That's so nice, that's nice. that's that's them getting you hyped for the night for the new game, right? That's like yeah, play the old game so you can buy the new game. Fallout seventy six, which is included with Game Pass. Oh, man, they're already Microsoft up to seventy six. I need yeah, to catch yeah, up yeah. with that series. Yeah, you I can skip all the four. Others. Yeah, yeah, you can skip them. Uh, and then Axiom Verge two, very good game as well. So very um, great games, better than anything that will be added to PS Plus Extra the entire month. I think. We keep covering the same news story, but it's basically like showing you that like Sony still kind of relies they need those free monthly games to be good because that is what's getting a lot of people to subscribe to Plus, not their I'm, I'm library. I'm so pissed. Titles. I want to cancel PS Plus so bad, and it's like we were you renewed you for the whole year. You didn't check. The yeah, box. you prepaid like, no, for that shit. You might as well yeah. just ride it out, uh, baby. I I, I completely it. forgot Xbox Games with Gold was still active really until this yeah, news story. It, I mean, as as a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, like it's included. And so mm-hmm. you're like, whatever, like it, it is. Yeah, it's just, it's just important if they're good games, they're included forever as opposed to the ephemeral license blah, blah, blah of yeah. uh, Game Pass. And the, the only only last news story, it related to my Christmas present, which I think I showed um, Matt and Michael. My favorite Christmas present was from my lady, which is a little Sonic the Hedgehog that holds my controller on my coffee table. Oh, and yes. If I want to, I can route a little uh, charger into him but it, you know it's on a coffee table I'm not drilling uh, but but like and I was like oh I gotta get two more of these I gotta get an Amy and a Tails to hold my three controllers and I showed it to uh, uh, Padukin's Adam and like he's like that's so fucking rad uh, like and I was showing him like yeah they got Sub-Zero and they got Master Chief and they got Deadpool and they got Baby Yoda which is his surname yeah. uh, and he was like they have any Nintendo stuff I'm like well, it's really cool. So, no, of course, Nintendo <laughs> isn't going to play along and like be involved in this thing. The entire games industry gets around. Of course, they're not. And if they do, it'll be some shitty thing that's not uniform. It'll be eight years later. And I just wanted to shit on Nintendo because uh, you do you that, that a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. Go easy. Do you see that news about like a, a Nintendo? Getting a, giving a cease and desist to that U, the Digino Gaming YouTube channel over yeah, like, and the YouTube channel actually won that. They won that this week. Like uh, it, it was over like some unreleased Zelda game or something. They had a screenshot of concept art from like a you know like a, like a very prototypical Zelda game where you played as like four non link yeah, characters from like years ago, twenty scrapped years, years ago, ago. Wow. and Nintendo yeah. like that's a serious thing for a YouTube channel for Nintendo to be like strike. You broke our copyright. Never tell anyone about this. And I worked at game companies before, and they're like, eh, you got to protect your copyright because you never know when you're going to resurrect this formula and maybe use it again. You can't have anyone else using it. And like, It's not an original idea to have a four-player game. <laughs> not even in a Zelda game. And you're never going to do this because you make one Zelda game every so six years. They did it. Mm-hmm. They've done it a few times. They've got Four Swords Adventures. Four swords, like, yeah. Yeah. I know, but, but given how infrequent Zelda games come out, the lawyer who gave the cease and desist will be dead by the time this formula is ever looked at again. 
It's Nintendo, <laughs> for fuck's sake. It's I, been I mean, 20 did you know gaming, at least they're big enough to, I assume, have legal representation to help them win that fight? Because you know? most channels aren't big enough where they... Legal representation, like if you've never had to dispute a thing with YouTube, it can be pretty frustrating. And usually they take the side of massive corporations and they... It took weeks, but they're just like, yeah, this is fair use. Sorry. And um, I love that, you know, little guy. Nintendo's done a lot of... Uh, I love their games, but I hate the company itself. Like, I just yeah. don't like the way they operate things. It's very... Like a, lot, a lot of very strange... Well, not strange, but like a lot of very unique decisions that other Yeah, I would say draconian, but I am on the 20th year of not looking up what that means. <laughs> and... and <laughs> It's an enemy race in the Dragonlance <laughs> setting. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. Actually, <laughs> it's related to the bad guy in the Harry Potter book. I think that's, that's a subtitle yeah. of Final yeah, Fantasy 16. It's a very Malfoy move. <laughs> <laughs> it means you have slick back blonde hair. That's all it means. I don't know why yeah. you keep using it. It's but really yeah, weird. Just like, like Adam's like, this is so cool. They have Nintendo characters. I'm like, they'll never have Nintendo. God damn it. This sucks. This sucks. Everything cool done with retro games can never happen with Nintendo shit. Fuck them. Makes me so mad all the time. Oh, anyway, I'm done. New segments. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what's your personal game of the year for 2022? I think we've all answered that ourselves. Fuck, yes. After like nine hours, yeah. Including yeah. Anthony, who was featured on our game of the year shows yeah, uh, yeah. for See, last you? year. You mean Bruce Wayne Brady on Twitch and yes, Twitter? Yes, that's the guy. Oh, hi. Guy. Yeah. Hi. I'm good at plugs. We don't, we don't just call him Bruce. Hey, Emmett! I'm going to keep... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you can, can, you can try to make reference. that happen. That's, that's not sure, a thing. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> well, on VigiGameApocalypse.com, Bob Bobla said, <laughs> 2022 was quite a year for indie games, and one of my favorites of the year was Rollerdrome by oh, Roll7. That's so cool. The game combi combines Tony Hawk-style roller skating with the enemy-juggling yes. combat of Doom, and it plays beautifully. The game is designed so falling is not a concern and provides a healthy amount of aim assist to the so the player can focus on the action. This has been one of my go-to Steam Deck games, and I hope we get more of this expertly blended genre mashup in the future. I love Bob Blah Blah and his law blog. Um, but I was I, I was dating someone who was really you know she skated like roller skated every day and I did it with her and like this relationship will never work because I've broken several bones and I can only do this for 10 minutes at a time but she's like why are there more games about roller skating and I love like right when she said that this game was announced and it's just it's roller derby with shotguns <laughs> yeah. it looks amazing I always mm -hmm. meant to play it but it blew her fucking mind it's fun. Yeah. And visually, really, really, cool, really cool looking visuals. Yeah. Too, I, I would have said Jet Grind Radio more than Tony Hawk. Hmm. Just because it didn't seem like. But it, but it kind of has, you know, similar control mechanics. Tony oh, really? Hawk. Like, I, I, it's been a while since I played it, but I seem to remember you, like, you know, preload the jumps, like you hold down the button and then release. Right. Yeah. I, I should say too sorry as we read these um we got a lot of good answers because this question of the week spanned multiple weeks so thank you to everyone who mm -hmm. did answer what i tried to do when i picked answers so if you're you know, we got a lot of great answers that kind of echoed some of our sentiments from our own list i tried to pull entries that were things that we didn't include on our oh, list great. to to kind of you know give Perfect. give a little extra love to those games so sorry mm -hmm. if you had an answer that was included on our top 10 thank you for agreeing with us but uh you got host no i like it. this one i love e Hyundai says uh i'm sure i'll love ragnarok and elden ring when i finally play them but my goatee for 2002 is plate up uh i really 
I didn't add the punctuation. That's the title. Played up! Uh, Played for those up. who aren't familiar, as I don't know if this game is mentioned in VJ, Played Up is a roguelite co-op restaurant survival game. <laughs> it plays very much like Overcooked, which I... Chris loves. Great game. Uh, Great game. But progresses more like Hades or uh, Slay the Spire. Wow. In some two, ways, two it feels like a tower games. defense game where uh, the evil mobs are hungry customers, and if you fail to serve even one of them on time, your restaurant fails. It starts, out, it starts out simple one day with serving a single dish to four to six customers and gets more and more difficult uh, as you choose new cards each day. Cards are mostly bad and can add things like sides or desserts. Uh, that you can have to incorporate in your kitchen are different rules, like customers eat slowly or arrive in large groups. <laughs> wow. Uh, Dufresne, are... party of four. Sorry. <laughs> Caught right! Old... Uh, you arrange the build, uh, you arrange and build a kitchen in the dining area yourself or with your friends, and if you want, you can use conveyors and different gadgets to automate certain processes or your entire restaurant if you know what you're doing. Uh, if you want, if you do everything right and you get lucky, you survive uh, day fifteen and can keep going on a victory lap in overtime. All this leads to that one more run, addictive feeling. And on top of all that, the very small dev has supported the game with tons of free content post release that keeps me coming back. And of course, running a restaurant with your friends makes it more fun. I can honestly say it's the best multiplayer experience I've had in years. Played up, by the way. I'm saying it again. I can ramble uh, about this, uh, about how much I love it all day, but uh, I'll just stop here and by encouraging everyone to check out this slightly overlooked little indie gem. Played up. I will check it out. This right. is where I derail us, and I forgot to put on our new releases, but it's something I should mention for a game that made our, our, what, number two game of the year? So Vampire Survivor had DLC come out over the holiday break. Uh, talking, that, that remind me because right. you talk about games that have that addictive just one more run. The Legacy of the Moonspell DLC is the best DLC you will buy for under two dollars ever. Go buy it. It's and it was so good. discounted with my Game Pass, so it was like, eh, what, it was how like do you think about one twenty three? And like, that's an impossible <laughs> price. What do I think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> adds like four new characters, new levels. Uh, hearty recommend. So the yes, Vampire Survivors DLC. Sorry, forgot to put that in the new releases, but it fucking rules, just like that game rules. So. So why don't you read the next one, Matt? <laughs> because Shaquille O'Neal rules. Oh, because yeah. Shaquille O'Neal rules. Um, my personal goody is one that surprised me and is one that I think needs to get championed more. WWE 2K22 is my favorite game oh, of this yeah. year. After nice. hearing about how bad and broken WWE 2K20 was, I was curious about the new game and got it through Gamefly. What I wasn't expecting was a really fun arcade-style wrestling game. The gameplay is great, the modes are great, the roster is great, and the create wrestler mode is great. But what I really... It's great! But what I really love about this game is that it introduced me into the world of wrestling. Really? This introduced you to the world? Wow. This game is what made me love the theatrics and athleticism of the world and made me get old DVDs from my library and go back to listen to old cheap podcast episodes. This game has truly showed what a fun wrestling game can look like and it makes me excited for 2K23 and the AEW game. So... While it probably won't be on anyone else's list, I think it deserves some recognition for giving me I, yeah, a new my, my girl's son was like, all my friends are playing WWE 2K22, uh, and I don't know anything about wrestling. And it was just like, I have a purpose. <laughs> I, I, I have a purpose. I have a friend. I have a friend they would like. I have a purpose. I can tell you all about wrestling. 
Oh my god! Hell yeah! Also, Hell also yeah. Re- related to this, uh, Kenny Omega, who's a wrestler and a big video game fan. Yes, I saw a clip from uh, Fight Forever. Uh, uh, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. Well, no, he, he did the, the, the big Kingdom. NJPW show. Or he yeah. he. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, well, me. he came out to uh, Sephiroth's One Wing Angel, and he had like a Sephiroth costume. His whole video screen entrance. One of his finishers for years has been called the One Winged Angel, which is a, re- a reference to Sephiroth. Oh. And this time he came out in full Sephiroth armor, and he's he's a nerd. He's a fucking nerd, and I love it. Pretty cool interest if you like video games and wrestling. He bit CM Punk. I don't trust him. <laughs> like, I didn't I get my stories mixed up. I, I meant for Matt to read the next one, which said uh, from the Facebook community, Patrick Imbo said, uh, I want to say Horizon Forbidden West, but despite really enjoying it, the bugs were incredibly frustrating. Falling through the world and having to restart isn't fun, so I'm going with Vampire Survivors, a $5 game that I've dumped way more hours into than I care to admit. Zooming around like a Roomba of death, killing lookalikes <laughs> of Castlevania enemies is so much fun. Like, if I didn't say it on the show, what I love most about Vampire Survivors is that how it mocks the efforts of all other games. Mm-hmm. You don't even press a button to unleash your weapon. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it's, you, the, you the walk thrill around is still the there. It, it, it does it, it for it, you. It yeah. boils down like a Bethesda game into thirty minute runs. <laughs> Roomba of phenomenal. Death is a pretty apt analogy, and that's really good. Kind of surprising considering that. Yeah, uh, at least one other uh, Roomba related uh, game came out this year where you're like, you know, playing as a Roomba destroying burglars. I wish I had a, I asked like my parents like what would you want if you wanted anything for Christmas this is last year and I'm like I want a Roomba to sweep the house mm-hmm. I didn't get a Roomba I got a Malaysian bob sweep and and <laughs> so it's what? like a Roomba a Roomba will map your house and like know where to go and this bob sweep is like fucking ping pong <laughs> it's the like, same it's, thing it's like it's like it needs multiple uh uh routines of 90 minutes to get everything in your house maybe because it doesn't map anything it just bounces off whatever it sees <laughs> it's so dumb and my cat wants to kill it fuck that bob sweep 50 dollars poorly spent yeah. <laughs> we have we have some sort of uh off-brand Roomba that i was using you know we use it like before the pandemic and then during the pandemic we just sort of stopped but uh i would routinely come home and find it like chewing on the cables around the podcast desk. Like if you just got caught on these and stopped, that was the end of your run. You ain't recording uh, tonight until I get my dust, son. Mm-hmm. But uh, Anthony, do you want to read Andrew Harbor? Yeah, Andrew Harbor says, "Look, I get it. We had Ragnarok and Elden Ring in 2022, but I can't not take this moment to sing my extreme praises of Flying Wild Hogs, what? developers of Shadow Warrior and Trek Two Yomi, I love Trek- Evil West." Mm-hmm. Uh, think of every fond memory you have of PS2 era action adventure games. Slap on a steampunk western horror alternative take on U.S. history, uh, paint job on them, and you've got Evil West. Wonderful world building, incredible art style, solid gameplay, interesting collectibles, absurd writing. This one's got it all, and I have seen a lot of people playing this on Twitch. It looks really interesting. Yeah, it, it was fun what I played. It's uh, yeah, it's like a steampunk game where you're like punching vampires to death. <laughs> with with like a, a specialized gauntlet, I'm gonna punch you until the sun comes. Yeah. Up. Also, they like they mentioned Trek to Yomi, which I really did enjoy that game. I thought mm. it was one of my low key games of the year. I love yeah. that game. 
I got about, I think, halfway through and just lost interest in the gameplay. But, like, yeah, mm. the this aesthetic was great, like yeah. what they were going for. Yeah. Uh, Matthew LeGrave says Elden Ring, but since that's so unoriginal, my runner-up is Hard Space Shipbreaker. I've it's a game where you're floating out in space, tearing apart derelict spaceships for parts and raw materials. The ships start simple, but get bigger, more complex, and more dangerous over time. You're free to break things apart however you want with the many tools the game gives, but doing things faster without destroying parts will help you get more money. You work for a mega corporation, and the goal is to escape from the wage slavery you're under. Everything you salvage gets you money, but they also charge you for the use of their equipment and facilities, as well as the oxygen you breathe. If you die, they re-upload your consciousness to a new body, and that cost gets added to your debt as well. It's a very bleak picture of space-age capitalism with an ongoing story of the workers trying to start a union. Despite the bleakness, there is still something relaxing to the work you are doing, at least until you forget to depressurize a cabin and blow up a chunk of the ship and possibly yourself. I've never played anything quite like it. All right, so here's the thing. Everyone loves Citizen Sleeper in 2022, but like this sounds like the plot of Citizen Sleeper, but a game I would actually play with gameplay to the point mm. where Matthew LeGrave, congratulations, you made me go download this from Game Pass, because it is on Game Pass. Hey. Uh, so thank you, part of the Matthew Club, or the Gift of God Club, as I like to call <laughs> it, because that's what our name means. Is that what your grandma told you your name meant, too? That's what our name means. It's a biblical name. I know. Hmm. Mine's Follower of Christ, and so no, is your yours. No, your name means Christ-like, because that's my middle name. <laughs> hmm. Jesus Christ. Mine he means he who is like God. <laughs> Boom. Anthony? I don't know. Mine is, uh, I know that there's an Anthony the Abbot, and it's very Catholic inspired, so I don't know. I got no All right. Idea. Love it. Hey, Abbot. Stop. Stop trying to make that a thing. That is not I'm a not thing. I'm not going to read Ryan Carlo. A 100-year-old catchphrase happened. Ryan Carlo <laughs> says, uh, not counting Elden Ring and Vampire Survivors, i got to say Signalis. Am I saying that right? Signalis, sure. maybe? Signalis. It's a PS1-style survival horror game in both gameplay and aesthetic. You play as a gay uh, gynoid? Look, gynoid? Michael, come on. Yeah. Way in here. Like like android, gynoid, like a woman robot. Thing. Oh, okay. A woman android is a gynoid? I guess, yeah. Well, an- like gynecologist. And- like andro gynoid. means man. So uh, an android would be a man-oid. He's so much more than me. Uh, looking for her <laughs> lover pilot... Uh, and encounter a conspiracy and cosmic horror. Honestly, I have no idea what the story is about. Even after beating it, still, I really dig the creepy PS1 vibes. The game uh, and the RA Village DLC gave me some really good scares in 2022. Nice. That's awesome. See, I love these games I've never even heard of. Like, mm-hmm. a, yeah, Signalis sounds great. Philip Longuette says, my personal game of the year is Sifu. Yes. I've always loved Kung Fu movies and dabbled in training too. Wing Chun, it's what RDJ does. Uh, and this game lets you live the fantasy of being an absolute arse-kicking machine. Didn't know like- Michelle's, Michelle Yeoh's initials were RDJ. <laughs> <laughs> Like a lot of games, yeah, that's that's Ronnie Ronnie Dames Geo. That's uh, RDJ right there. Uh-huh. Rodney Dangerfield Jr. Hey, <laughs> I get no respect <laughs> for this guy's foot. 
<laughs> we know <laughs> it's Robert foot off in your ass. Wing Chun style. Hey. <laughs> uh, like a lot of games in the VGA Top 5, it's an indie game combining genres to make something completely unique. I guess that does describe our Top 5. Thanks. It looks great. It sounds great. The motion capture is magnificent. Every move and hit looks devastating. The gameplay relies heavily on parry and dodge mechanics and is punishing when you get it wrong, which makes the game seem impossible. Then something clicks. You get better. Way better. And in no time, you're clearing a boss, taking no damage, and moving out of the slums into a nightclub, and it just gets better from there. The team at Slow Clap have continued to put out content all year and are promising more to come in 2023. There was also a mid-year update which enabled the ability to change the difficulty, so if anyone listening bounced off it because it was too hard, you can dial it back. And I'm confident you'll still be challenged, but you will beat the game and avenge your master. Or maybe forgiveness is the better path. In in our our modern gaming landscape... um this never came to was never a free epic store game was never a game pass game was never a ps plus game and i just assumed i would find it eventually but it's not a it doesn't have a triple a marketing schedule and i always wanted to play it and just like it's always just been sitting there for 40 bucks and you know what mm. you you know what i think you would like about it if you haven't played it it's like martial arts like a souls game yes yeah Yeah. because Every boss fight has a rhythm to it, yeah. and certain patterns, certain things. And when they did add the uh, difficulty patch a couple of months ago, I mean, I think I was about halfway through the game. I was like, man, I, I might not get past this. Drop the difficulty a little bit. I was like, oh, cool, I can get past some of the stuff. Yeah, I'm stuck it, on it, it sounded like if if the Arkham combat added three or four more buttons to it, other than dodge. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I really wanted to play this and let it. Yeah. Oh. This game's physicality was so cool it inspired me to go on a diet. What? I am now on I am I'm on the seafood diet. Oh god. I see through I eat it. Oh, he got all of us. I thought he was about to drop he's something. Terrible, terrible, terrible joke. That fucking sucked. Oh. That joke fucking sucked. Oh. <laughs> fucking it sucks right so good it. though. That joke sucks yeah. so good, dude. You should be right a dad with that oh. joke, man. That's a good dad joke. Yeah, that, that ah. joke should come with four kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Steve. Steve's like four yeah, kids. Yeah, that's true. He's a handful. <laughs> Shy Guy Fieri says, apologies for the gratuitously long self-indulgent answer. Uh, my game of the year comes down to two games that reinvented their franchises. Ooh. First being Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Second being Sonic Frontiers. Okay. He spelled it Frontiers. <laughs> yeah, spelled yeah, correctly. Michael it's made how we thing. spell it in our chat. Yes. I don't know how he got that joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not we. It's how Michael spells it in the chat. Every... I've said many times, it's not Robotnik side ears. It's Sonic Frontiers. First time I've seen that. I had a blast with both games, making the choice a hard one. Forgotten Land is an overall better gameplay experience. The Kirby developers are a well-oiled machine, well-oiled machine and the controls are tight and responsive. Sonic, on the other hand, can still be a bit unwieldy at times, occasionally boosting off the wrong direction or homing in on enemies that I didn't mean to target. That being said, Frontiers feels like a more ambitious new direction for its franchise. 3D Kirby doesn't feel all that different from 2D Kirby, which is fine. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But Sonic definitely needed some fixing, and Sonic Frontiers, despite being a little rough around the edges, is the best Sonic has felt in 3D, leaving me excited for Sonic's future for the first time in a while. And much love to the Sonic Comics writer Ian Flynn, who was brought on board to, to deliver an engaging story littered with references to past Sonic games. For the first time in a long time, the events of previous games seem to matter. Can't really say I like one more than the other, but I did notice many similarities, similarities between the two. 
Kirby's new drill ability works very similarly to Sonic's new Psyloop ability. Both games allow you to upgrade abilities, a first for both franchises. Forgotten Land's Treasure Road challenges are much like Frontier's cyberspace levels, both containing time challenges that often make me want to stick my head in an oven. Even the stories are similar, uh, but most importantly, both had fishing minigames. Now, if only Nintendo and Sega would take a cue from Capcom and start putting giant women in their games, Street Fighter VI for Game of the Year 2023. Can you imagine Kirby latching on to a giant booby? All I want to do is see yes. you turn into a giant woman, a Chun-Li giant woman. Sure. Uh, finally, we have our first video response to the new year from Full Install, who says... Hey guys, it's Tom here from YouTube channel Full Install. Here with Rosie, don't eat that. Oh, this dog's eating something. Here with my dog friend Rosie. It is currently Christmas Day, so Merry Christmas to you all. We are out for our festive dog walk. I say festive, there's no one around. Sounds Very festive. easy to get stabbed. Um, anyway, uh, question of the week is, of course, what is our favourite game of the year? I mean, let's be honest, everyone's going to pick Elden Ring. I was surprised as well, because I didn't have any hype for that game. I like the Dark Souls games, but I think I'm like a lot of people. I like the first 20 hours, and I get pretty bored pretty quick. Yep. Um, but I was surprised to put in 110 hours and actually finish Elden Ring, uh, without too much cheesing as well. But I want to give a shout-out to a, a bit of an indie darling as well, because there's a few <coughs> excuse me, a few games that I finished this year. Uh, but one of them that really stood out was uh, Signalis. I don't know if you guys played that. I think it came out around about Halloween time, but a uh, PS1... Um, kind of graphical style isometric horror game bit of a psychological horror um, as well I really really enjoyed it it's been a while since I've had a game that's not too long that I've just kind of sat down and completed in two or three settings but yeah um, more games like that for next year hopefully and um, yeah I think it deserves a little bit more love than maybe maybe it received oh now we're going through the bog water Mm. have to have a shower when we get back (laughs) Rosie (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, and belated congratulations on your 500th episode. Oh, thank you. Here is to another 500 more, and wish you all a Merry Christmas and a, a great New Year as well. So, yeah, take it easy, guys. I'm about to fall into a swamp. See you later. <laughs> Bye. It's Please hard. don't fall into a swamp and get stabbed. What? And he said, it's, it's, uh, nobody's here. It's a great time to get stabbed. Oh, <laughs> oh um, yeah. New question of the week. Yeah, new it's, question of the week. Um, what game are you most looking forward to in the new year? Um, hmm. I can it, go. Okay, you go ahead. Do it. Well, they, they, they never set a date, but we talked <clears throat> about this <clears throat> off mic, and I, I, I have to imagine they'll follow um, early access suit. But uh, Hades 2, I imagine yes. we'll be able to play something of mm-hmm. before the year is out. It will uh, probably why be not? played. It works so well. Unless they have major, major, major publisher money, why would you skip early access? Um, Even then, I think that, that uh, yeah, strategy what, is panned out for them. Like, by the time that but game they, got... They, they have said specifically they are going to do early access on yeah, PC. Yeah, by the time that game got to me on Switch, it was so perfect. And I remember going back and trying to read about like the iterative changes as that game evolved in public. Yeah. Mm. Uh, just do that again. Like, <laughs> come to me fully formed. And I, I just kept looking through lists of games that are coming out, and like, I don't know, uh, Starfield, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Hey, you need to be great, Hogwarts Legacy, to overcome the creator's transphobia. 
to, like, cre- I'm, want I'm to overcome like, your creator's legacy at this point. Yeah, right? nine point yeah. five or better before I touch you. And I, the, that's where I'm at. I will, I will go there if it's nine point five or better <laughs> for Hogwarts Legacy. But other than that, no. Uh, but we knocked it off the list a little bit. Uh, I really like the idea of Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't. I just don't know with Warner Brothers. That wasn't our short list. It ended up getting. It was. It was on 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 our list to the last minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but, it just uh, looked too. It looked too. I hate to say this. Looked too much like um, Marvel's Avengers, and that is just like kind of actiony game for me. Like I wanted more Batman in there in that game. By yeah, but like this is a team with a pedigree for dealing with DC properties and action games and even multiplayer games. They've done that before too. Could work. It could work. I'm just intrigued to see how it, how it can go because, like, if you're not going to let me play as the characters I want, please let me kill them. <laughs> I mean, also, the last time you get to hear Kevin Conroy as Batman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sad but true. Notice how I didn't say Redfall. I will go, and I'm going to cheat. I get two entries because one of them doesn't count because I'm a Sega employee. So, like a dragon, Ishin, I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to finally playing a samurai like a dragon game. Uh, but my my other one that we I'm, I'm shocked didn't make our list. Um, Marvel Spider Man Two. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a big oh, one. Yeah, I, but that, that, the thing is, I'm way like they didn't tell us anything. The, yeah, I, I don't know what. Why is this different? Why can I not just replay Spider Man on because I only played it on PS4. Why can't I just play the PS5 enhanced version and get the same experience? And then I remembered like Insomniac's making a Wolverine game. Sometime yeah. when this is done, and I'm way more excited for that than I am another I think Spider-Man game. The reason I am excited for this one, though, is um, like I thought I got enough out of the last Spider-Man game. I loved that game, and I played the PS5 Enhanced Edition as well. I and then I played Miles everywhere. Morales, and I love fucking love Miles Morales, and it made me realize like, yeah, they can just kind of keep giving me this game every few years, and I'd be happy. Like, just add some more content to it, and so. The fact that this one in the trailer at least featured both Spider-Man, Miles, yeah. uh, and Peter, like fuck yes, probably I'm, have team I'm up here moves. for it. That's the only thing I can speculate on, though. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for it. Mm. Um, I think my top one is still Zelda, but um, I think one that I didn't push for very hard because I'm not sure what has been announced and what hasn't, and I might trip up and say the wrong thing. Assassin's Creed Mirage, I'm very excited for going to get to play as Bossim in Baghdad and uh series is returning to its roots and it's going to be cool. And- Bossim over Baghdad. Sorry, that is a song. <laughs> <laughs> was that Matt's version of an Outcast song? That was it Bombs was. Over Baghdad, was, I baby. I know. I know what it was. I just wanted to just make sure. Anthony? I this this game hasn't had a release date, but I I really believe it's going to be here because we've had so much stuff recently. Uh, I'm hoping for Tekken 8, really, more than anything else. I knew mm. you would say Tekken, yeah. I'm hoping yeah. for Tekken 8. I'm hoping Evo is going to probably be when they maybe announce something. I don't know. I'm, I'm really holding out for Tekken 8. As excited as I am for Street Fighter, I'm a little bit more of a Tekken person. But those are at the top of my list. But I really, really, really want to play Tekken 8 this year. Oh, so you like uh, endings. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I've seen all of those. Yes. <laughs> Like volcano. <laughs> I want to see who gets thrown off a volcano this time. Yeah. Well, it, it's weird because I kind of lost interest in that series after five, but then every once in a while I get reminded, like, remember all the fun you had playing through four and unlocking all the endings? Like, oh, yeah, that was pretty fucking cool. 
And to be honest, I would have said five was the like the best game in the series, but seven, yeah. seven's done so many cool things that I think that they're keeping in eight, like the slow mo, the rage art stuff, and eight just looks so damn gorgeous. Like they're finally changing the game engine. Uh, what was the I one with Unreal the five? The anime protagonists was that six? That was uh, yeah, I think that was either six or ten. Please be more specific. <laughs> yeah, but Tekken Eight looks phenomenal. I'm I'm really hoping that I get to I actually play some Tekken Seven. I thought it was the- Te- Tekken Seven. Honestly, is my favorite in the franchise. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really, and it's become the best selling in the franchise. But really. Eight, I feel like, is going to be really, really interesting. I'm hoping we get some kind of playable form. Yeah, I, I just want to point out: did, did we put Bomb Rush Cyber Funk on our list last year? We, we did. did, and we it's did. still coming still out. Not out. And it's still yeah. still excited for it. Still That's going to be cool. It. I haven't seen anything. Though lately, to get no, me they were releasing like it, so. like like monthly dumps a year ago, and then just went yeah. silent. And and I, I do like my last thing, and I know I shouldn't get multiple entries. Uh, Lies of P. I yes. love the story of Pinocchio bunches, and I have. Here's a hot take. I think I've loved every Souls like more than most Souls games. Hmm. And uh, this looks fucking phenomenal <laughs> i really i yes i love the source material give me an italian a real italian souls game if you're down with me well then you're down, down with, with lies p. of p friends of p i got this shit i got it yes I got it uh so what game are you most looking forward to in 2023 let us know go to vidgetgameapocalypse.com answer into the comments for episode 505 or go to the official laser time community on facebook there'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on twitter at vg apocalypse and we will read the answers on next week's show anyway that's been our show let's go out with some plugs anthony once again where can people find you you can find me on Twitter or on Twitch at Bruce Wayne Brady, where I'm currently playing through Crisis Core, actually. Uh, I am, too. Nice. Love that game. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Really loving it. And just kind of bounced around in my backlog until, you know, like whatever, like the first major release hits me. So, yeah. Bruce Wayne Brady on Twitch and on Twitter. Yeah, I would describe Crisis Core's combat as exuberant. Like that—that that is just a lot of fucking fun, and it feels a lot more fun than my memories of playing the PS. But, but very sure. similar to remake. Mm. Yeah, my my point point earlier. Like you can't re- like this is a remake and enhanced. So yeah, you can ape a, the style of a previous game that most people are jumping into this to experience. You can't do that twice. So I think Final Fantasy 16 and Rebirth will be in different flavors, and I can't wait yeah. to see how. Yes, we'll see. Uh, plugs, Chris? Oh, yes! Uh, 30, 2010 this week. Uh, Patreon.com slash LaserTime. Please give us $5. I'm starving. Um, what about 30... Also- wait, wait. You just said 30, 2010 this week and then didn't mention anything it was about. Oh, uh... It, it exists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, like, uh, there's that and, like, um, it's not my favorite Spike Lee movie, but I think it's one of the best movies ever made. Um, and only Spike Lee could have done it like that. And it's not what you think of as a traditional Spike Lee movie. And I really want people to hear our discussion about it. Uh, very, 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 very good. Amos and Andrew. He didn't have <laughs> anything to do with that. <laughs> Sam Jackson was Sam Jackson. Didn't Sam Jackson wasn't yeah, Sam that. Jackson wasn't that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why did I think he, that was Spike Lee? Yeah, why mind. did you think that was Spike 
Because he works with he Sam Jackson. He doesn't line. direct every black movie, Mike. I know. <laughs> uh, but but uh, that and uh, Patreon this week, we have um, multiple Vigigame Game Apocalypse Gaiden episodes. Um, Emax Fry, I have no idea who that is. Anyway, sorry, continue. Sick of Star Wars, uh, 80s in depth, Tootsie, 48 hours. We're recording a new one soon. Oh my God, it's going to be, that one's going to be epic because we have never discussed a movie with two distinct versions of itself. Um, and I can't wait to dig into both. Um, yes. Anyway, patreon.com slash laser time. Are you talking about old boy? No, no. Spike Lee's old boy is one of the worst things I've ever <laughs> seen. In my say, life. Man. <laughs> no, I know which I know which one it is. Yeah. I'm happy to spoil it because like spoil old boy because it's like Spike Lee like what if we made the sex sequence with the 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 father fucking his daughter way sexier so it hurt way more in the end. Jesus Christ. Old old boy original all day. I'm going to go watch it right now. Okay. Matt, any further plugs? Uh, patreon.com slash laser time we got the two bonus shows that are that are meant to be supplementary pieces with our game of the year show so first up we have the ordering where we argue on mic for about an hour talking about it just kind of shows you how we got to the order uh, where Matt manipulates us until we want to murder one another this is true Mm -hmm. and then we have the extras which is the show that lets us talk about games that didn't make the list that are personal faves of the hosts um, in in which I kind of have a mini show within a show where I also grabbed uh, Greg Moore and I grabbed Brendan Hesse to talk about Sonic Frontiers for a little segment there but uh, yeah was, you get to hear kind of the hosts of EGA there, there are our personal shows three personal games, games on the t- our top ten that I would have thrown away for Sonic Frontiers a game I thought is broken and weird but it's just like <laughs> I want I want this to be Sonic's new thing like this mm. is so fun and good it just needs to be refined a little bit over the course of time mm. i love sonic frontier well go listen to that show on patreon.com slash laser time to hear it. all about it, it. <laughs> <laughs> all right well as always you can visit us online at vichgamepocalypse.com follow us on twitter at vg apocalypse or follow me personally on twitter at wikiparas that's w-i-k-i-p-a-r-a-z That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Use a PC. That's what I recommend. Uh huh. <laughs> That's very helpful. Thank you. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>